In February, it was revealed that there had been massive overspends, money wasted on failed projects, and nearly a million pounds claimed for students the education chain couldn't prove it had taught. The Federation was issued with a notice calling for immediate actions to be taken, which included a look at all of the options for the future, including the breakup of the Federation and the splitting of the academies from the college. The organisation said it had fully met the requirements placed on it by ministers. The government has confirmed it has received the plans and will now discuss its response. Fire crews in Hertfordshire will no longer respond to automatic fire alarms in factories and offices during the daytime. Ewan Duncan reports. The change in policy by Hertfordshire Fire and Rescue Service aims to save time and devote resources to tackling actual fires. Between 9am and 5pm, fire crews will be sent to business premises only if the alarm going off is backed up by a 999 call. The fire service says it will continue to respond to hospitals, care homes and other places where there are vulnerable adults or children. But it's concerned that equipment and crews responding to false alarms aren't available for genuine emergencies. The latest UN report on climate change has warned that increased carbon emissions will cause more floods, hunger and war. The panel's previous report said it was 95% likely that humans were causing global warming. Chris Field, who helped write the paper, says action could be taken. I think that there are opportunities to capitalise on it and one of the one of the things we really need to do is open our eyes to the understanding the balances. If we're dumb, it's a serious, serious problem. And if we're smart, it's a serious problem, but one that we can manage. In sport, Hertfordshire's Lewis Hamilton led from pole position to win the Malaysian Grand Prix. Sebastian Vettel came third in the Red Bull behind Nico Rosberg, who held Mercedes claim first and second. The weather will be dry and bright with increasing cloud throughout the day. Top temperatures around 7 degrees Celsius. That's 45 degrees Fahrenheit. Get the latest news and sport online at bbc.co.uk slash three counties. BBC Three Counties Radio's big tour of beds, hearts and bucks. I've been here about 45, 46 years. Been here 76 years. Across beds, hearts and bucks. This is... Oh! Oh no! You can't press it more than once. What's happened there? We were listening to the wonderful trail about the big tour. Mm. Um, it, it, you know the, the the hint that it is, says go. Yes, it just means it will go. Whatever the next button. is. I thought it would be a fun way to um, try and start the show by instead of pressing the go button mm. by throwing a tuppence at it. Yes, to uh, try and trigger it off that way. Yeah, didn't work. The button flew off the machine. I then managed to press the the you, button to start. You recovered. You then said something. Do you remember what you said, Paul? I said press that again, and I did. Yes, <laughs> several times, and. Uh, <laughs> Messed it up. So we're going to have to do that all over again, I'm afraid. That's, and we can't okay. start the show. I wonder if Lee wants to do the news. We'll, we'll, we'll forget the news. Right, here we go. No, that's Laura Brannigan. Hang on, hang on, hang on. We'll get to her in our own good time. We should have just press stop at that point. Nope. Oh, hang on. Don't worry. Right. That's travel. Oh. No, stop that's now. travel. Press stop oh, there. Yeah. Here we go. BBC Three Counties Radio's big tour of beds, hearts and bucks. I've been here about 45, 46 years. Been here 76 years. It's all about where you live. And all this week we're featuring Shefford and Chicksands. I love it. I live in Clifton, but I wish I lived in Shefford. It's a very good neighbourhood here. We've got good neighbours, good friends, and it's a good community to live in. The big tour of beds, hearts and bucks. BBC Three Counties Radio. 
across beds, hearts and bones. Oh, nuts. This no. is BBC Three Counties oh. Radio. Kelly, I'm having... T- Kelly, I'm having, I'm having terrible trouble starting the show this morning. How can I help? <laughs> oh, all right, love. You've got a cov on. No, I just would like to help. I tell you what, let me go to the, the boss. Catherine? Yeah? I'm having terrible trouble starting the show this morning. Yes, yes, you are. What the, why is everyone angry? It's not my fault. Why are, you throwing, why are you throwing money around in there? That's uh, against guidelines. I thought it would be a fun way to start the show by starting the show with a tuppence hitting a, co- a, a button. Why don't you throw your finger at the button? Like that? Uh, no, it, at the button. Oh, now we're in trouble because the travel alert's gone off, which means that people... Uh, press that button. People press are listening now. Oh, Quick, say something. Yeah. There say we go. Say something Done. really good. Mm, right. It's going again now. Oh, oh nuts. Sorry! There we go, it's off. It's right, OK. I, how do we start the show? So you play that big tour jingle. Oh, it's on again! Oh. Then you do the opener and you say, right. hi, Ian Lee. Hang on, so that's going to go up. there... Does Lee want to do the news? I really think that would Ian be... Ian Progbed one. OK, right. Okay. Press, press. No, we should have that again, because no, it's important. No, it's important. BBC let's just three go with this, and then we'll be in. Here we go. tour of beds, hearts and bucks. I've been here about 45, 46 years. Been here 76 years. It's all about where you live. And all this week, we're featuring Shefford and Chicksands. I love it. I live in Clifton, but I wish I lived in Shefford. It's a very good neighbourhood here. We've got good neighbours, good friends, and it's a good community to live in. The big tour of Beds, Hearts and Bucks. BBC Three Counties Radio. Yes. Thanks, team. Thanks, team. Yeah, yeah, you're welcome. Thanks, team. Nearly seven minutes in, and we managed to get the show off of the ground. All righty, guys. All righty. Coming up in the show, new brooms at Barnfield, false alarms, automatic ones, old mums, they're over 50, I mean... Across beds, really? hearts and bucks. I haven't got time to go into detail now. Three Counties Radio. We haven't got time. And I, if you can make this snappy, Paul, because I do want to play Gloria. It'd be quick. 08459 455 555. Now, we've been following the fortunes of the uh, Bedfordshire-based Barnfield Federation, which runs a number of academies and colleges across the county. Well, the firm's had a rocky ride over the last six months or so, having been the subject of two government reports criticising the way it was run and highlighting a number of financial irregularities. Barnfield Federation had until Friday to tell the government what it was going to do to turn things around. Well, Paul Scoynes has been looking into this. Paul, what's the latest? What's supposed to have happened by Friday? Well, Ian, the Federation was issued with this notice calling for immediate actions to be taken, and those immediate actions included it needed new leadership, uh, a whole-scale restructuring of the organisation, and also it had to look at all of the options for the future, and that included the potential splitting of the uh, uh, of the organisation to basically separate the college from the academies. Do we know what the Barnfield Federation has put forward? We don't, oh. I'm afraid. I've been issued with a, a fairly paltry statement. They refused to tell me what their response was. We did actually ask to interview Dame Jackie Fisher, who's the new interim chief executive of the Federation. That was refused. Remember when we uh, spoke to them back in October? Yep. i just like to keep reminding them that they did agree to do something. They are not doing it now. They've sent us a statement. They said said they'd come on air, didn't they? They did, yes. Yep. And yeah. They told us on air they would come on air. Barnfield has fully met the requirements placed on it by ministers last month. Oh. 
Mm. Well, well, they did, they guys. There was a separate bit which said, we're now looking forward to creating a new future for no. Barnfield. Da, da, da. No, 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 no. So that was the... What they, the Barnfield, this is what you need to do, OK, is you need to come on here and tell us, put your hands up and say, yeah, do you know what? We screwed up. This is what we are doing to fix it and ensure it doesn't happen again. And I'm sure it won't happen again in the future. I'm sure you have learnt your lessons, but you need to come and tell us exactly how you're implementing changes to, to protect not only the, your, your employees, but also the students as well of all the different... Establishments. Yes, I mean we have uh, we have put in multiple requests over the last few months, and all of them been rebuffed with the promise actually of an interview at the uh, at the end of the report, which of course came out a month ago. So very very poor. What happens next, Paul? Well, we wait to hear what this response from the government will be. It's likely to be uh, the skills minister Matthew Hancock, possibly Lord Nash, who is uh, the sort of the two government ministers in charge of this. Uh, his uh, letter to Barnfield last month set out the next steps that they wanted to at least consider. Um, I believe from several sources that the uh, government, certainly in parts of it, were quite strong in pushing for a breakup. Mm. Uh, it was very sort of clear that the Federation had to consider that option. Uh, this was the statement last month. Progress will be closely monitored and assessed. If that is not adequate, we will consider the next steps on intervention including placing the college into administered college status, which effectively basically means that they can't do pretty much anything, and possible termination of the academy funding agreement. Now, on a, on a, a separate statement that uh, I was sent on, on Friday, the government said, we've received proposals from Barnfield following the recent joint investigations. Uh, the ministers will assess these and respond in due course. So nobody saying very much at all, I'm right. afraid. Ian. Dame Jackie Fisher and all of the other bods at Barnfield, for goodness sakes, you owe it. To um, you owe it to the students at the very, very least to come on here and, and tell us how you're going to ensure these uh, these things don't happen again. Well, it's also you know it's about the, the future and whether or not they do decide to split from the uh, from the organisation and what will that look like? Will that then look like you know Barnfield Federation not sponsoring the account? We don't we don't know. We don't know what proposal being put forward. My understanding is that the the organisation, Barnfield itself, was quite keen to sort of keep things as were okay. with a sort of new um, management structure, a, a, a more streamlined management structure, I should say. Dame Fisher, Jackie, Jax, Jay, 08459 four double five five double five. Come on, give us a call. <laughs>
555. David on the M1 has got in quick. Morning, David. What would you like to say? Well, I, I wanted to thank you for telling me that I've got a young voice and uh, wondered if you were interested in what I thought of the voices of the various people on Big Houses Radio. I, I, I've, I've literally got no idea what you're saying to me. It's, well, a, you, it's a bad line, David. It, it must be the traffic, because I'm rush, rush the sound of the air. Okie dokie. We'll try and get David on later on. I, I couldn't hear what he was saying. I'm excited. He was so keen. He wanted to call before a quarter past the six, but I couldn't... I, I wasn't harsh there, was I, Catherine? No, not at all. It was difficult to hear him. That's David with the bad back who thought he'd never work again, but he oh. did, but he's got a really young voice, but he's not young. He's quite old. Well, I, I feel I know a lot about David, apart from why he called in. Voices. Ah. Oh, wait, four, five, nine, four, double, five, five, double, five, voice. Voices? Yeah, because you said he sounded younger than when he told oh. his age. OK. He's well, been thinking about it since you spoke. Oh, I mean, good. some people, you know, take your words on board. The good, uh, as they should do, as I'm a very wise man. If you want to call in about voices, you, you know, why not? You, uh... She just said the word voices! Oh, no! She just said it! That's mental! I tell you what, the haters are really going to hate me today. I'm in that kind of mood. Do you know what I mean? Special powers. This is the second incident of special powers. Right, right. We're doing a special powers phone-in today. I'll explain more after this. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. Good morning. At the Park Street roundabout to start off with, the North Orbital looking heavy on the northbound approach, so that's traffic heading towards St Albans. Also in Crouchfields on the speed sensors, West Mill Road is slow in both directions at the A10. In Luton, Farley Hill is heavy as you leave the centre of town at the moment. I'm Alice Glossop, BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you very much. 616, it's Monday the 31st of March. I'm Ian Lee. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. Police are investigating the death of a woman at Yarlswood Detention Centre in Bedfordshire. The Barnfield Federation has submitted new plans about its future following a damning report into how it ran academies and the college in Luton. And Hertfordshire Fire Service says it won't respond to automatic fire alarms in shops and offices during the daytime. The weather, bright and warm this morning, turning cloudy this afternoon, 08459 455555. It's 616 and already we're talking about voices, I don't know why, and uh, special powers. BBC Three Counties Radio. Every weekday morning from nine. Good morning, welcome to the JVS Show. Your local stories. Have you had to rebuild your life after being a victim of crime? Do you think it's inhumane to keep people in prison for life? Do you think that immigration needs to stop? Your local life. Why do 70% of this country feel immigration is wrong? We've actually got an open doors policy. I am just so angry listening to some of them people. What the government are doing, they start introducing American-type sentencing like 200 years in prison. 
season. The JVS Show. British people are not xenophobic. Weekday mornings from nine on BBC Three Counties Radio. Let's just get every sweet second of Adam and indeed his many ants. Oh wait, four five nine four double five five double five. Special powers. We'll discuss that in a little bit. Before that, slightly more serious things. Hertfordshire Fire and Rescue have announced they won't be responding to automatic alarms between nine a.m. and five p.m. from now on. They're fed up of turning up only to find the alarm's been triggered by accident. So in future, they'll uh, only come out if the automatic alert's backed up by a nine 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 call. Catherine uh, Boyle is in the studio. Has been looking into this. What's been happening to make Hertfordshire Fire and Rescue Service take this decision? What's been happening? too many false alarms by the sound of it the fire service currently responds to 24 hours a day these um, automatic alerts when there's no fire clearly it's a complete waste of time and resources which are precious at the moment everyone's aware of the need to make savings um, wherever practical and this is one area where Hertfordshire Fire and Rescue Service says it's confident it can avoid a needless call out without endangering safety now that's the big 
the big question. The Fire Industry Association says this approach is sadly becoming more and more usual and it points to a postcode lottery approach which exists in England. Um, in Scotland and Wales, fire queues attend all automatic fire alarms at the moment. Buckinghamshire Fire and Rescue still attend every single one um, and it's the only one that's run by a county council that does. What impact is this uh, decision going to have? It shouldn't be noticeable in theory. Businesses will have their own fire safety arrangements in place during the daytime and they should be capable of dealing with a routine false alarm without needing fire crews arriving at the premises. There are also plans in place to respond to alarms in empty offices and factory units should a fire break out. And Hearts Fire and Rescue Service, what have they said about this? Right, the fire service says attending false alarm calls can increase the risk to the public as fire engines respond to an automatic alarm with their blue lights flashing. The concern is that the equipment and crews on these call-outs aren't available for genuine emergencies. The service describes this as a change of policy and it says it means fire crews will spend less time responding to false alarms and have more time available to deal with real emergencies. Hang on a second, though. Don't we hear about them going out and rescuing, you know, like a frog in a log by a bog. You know, do they go out and do these silly animal oh, rescues? Oh, yeah, we had, the, we had the dog, didn't we, down the uh, rabbit hole? Down the rabbit... Was that Hearts? Yes, I think it was. I think it was. If, I'm, if it's not, I'm, I apologise for doing them as a service. I think it was Buckinghamshire recently where they rescued a deer that had its head oh. trapped in a fence. Now, they will argue that Put they... Put butter on its antlers, of course. <laughs> they will argue that, you know, the time it takes to do these is never excessive. They keep an eye on it. And also that it's a good way of practising for human emergencies. And it stops humans getting themselves into a pickle trying to help their animals. That's the argument. How will this affect the business community in the county? That's what I want to well, know. Well, you can ask them. We'll be speaking to Hertfordshire I'm Federation of Small Businesses later in the programme. But I would, I would imagine firms will not want to be paying for unnecessary responses from the local fire brigade. The onus is on companies or smaller firms to make sure their fire no. alarm systems are in good working order. Now, this bit here, when I'm talking about paying for unnecessary responses, yep. if they get a series of false alarms from the same machine, yep. they're talking about penalties. I quite like that. That's a good idea. So the onus will be on companies or smaller firms to make sure that those alarm systems are in good working order and to act quickly if the alarms are regularly going off when there isn't a fire. I like that. Cost them. When, um, when I moved into my new house, it's got had a, the, the fire uh, system and I, for the life of me, could not work it out and I didn't know what the security code was. It went off three times and the fire brigade came out three times over a couple of weeks and it was so embarrassing. Can you hear it going off or is it sending... The first two times we could hear it going off. Uh, the, the third time we couldn't because I cut the wire, which I thought just cut the power, but it didn't. It just cut the alarm in the house. So they came out three times. And I, and I was so apologetic. It was so embarrassing. My boys loved it. And they were wonderful. The fire service were wonderful. And I said, look, I, sh- I should probably pay you for this, shouldn't I? They said, no, you know, sort it out, but we don't charge. But three t- I would have happily paid, you know, whatever it costs if they come out three times and there was no reason for them to come out. Makes sense. I think that's reasonable. When is this going to come into effect? From tomorrow. Oh. Um, it's April the 1st. Oh. Um, obviously, new financial year. And there's a warning from Hertfordshire County Councillor Richard Fake that if they still receive a lot of false alarm call-outs from a particular business, they will bring in these charges. Good. Which, as you've said... I- I think most people would see is quite reasonable. Well, let's ask. There can't be anybody listening who would disagree with, with charges. If there are false alarms going off, I would say that the, if the third time onwards, you start getting charged for in, it. In fact, do we broaden it out? If someone keeps calling the fire, yep. out, f- fire and rescue out when they don't need them, find them. Because their, 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 their dog has got their head stuck in, in a deer or something. 08459 four double... No, hang on. Down a, a, 08459 four double five five double five is the telephone number. I'm not quite sure what the question was, but never mind.
555 is the phone number to call. And it's the number that Jane's called. Good morning, Jane, on the A6. Hi, Jane. Ryan. Yeah, you've, you've got some news for us. What's going on? Yes, I just drove through the Silso on the A6, and there was thick white smoke all over oh. the road for about a mile. Oh, blimey. So, so thick it was like a blanket. I had to jump on my brakes. I could not see a thing. A thick white blanket of smoke. You jumped on your blanket uh, on your brakes. Uh, and yes. then you said, how long does this smoke go on for? About a mile. It was, and it oh. smelled of oil as well. So I oh. think it was a fire. I've rung the fire brigade. Oh, okay. And just tell us exactly again where this was, Jane, so that drivers can uh, keep an eye out. Going southbound from Clockhill Roundabout towards Luton. Yep. It was about a mile along that road. So really, from where you get to the houses in Silso, all the way from the top to the bottom of Silso. Jane, thank you very much indeed. You see, that's good, isn't it, Catherine? That's good. People phoning in our eyes and our ears. Yeah. Should we put a call into the fire brigade let's. and um, find out what's going on? Let's let's do that. And if you know anything more about it, oh eight four five nine four double five five double five. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. Let's get the travel news with Alice Glossop. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. As you just heard from Jane, on the A6 by Silso, so heading from Clophill to Luton, there's a thick white smoke going through the road, so people are having to slow down a lot through that section, so something to watch out for there. Also on the speed sensors at the Clophill roundabout, the A507 looking very busy heading west at the moment, but the major routes all looking good at the moment, the M25 and M1 not looking busy yet. Public transport has no reported problems. I'm Alice Glossop, BBC Three Counties Radio. Across beds, hearts and bugs. This is BBC Three Counties Radio.
It's half past six. I'm Lee Agnew. The headlines, police have launched an investigation following the death of a detainee at Yarlswood Immigration Centre in Bedfordshire. It suggested the 40-year-old woman may have suffered a heart attack after complaining of feeling unwell for several days. The Barnfield Federation has submitted proposals about its future following a damning report into the way it ran academies in the college in Luton. It was criticised for financial mismanagement and for claiming money for students it had no evidence of teaching. Fire crews in Hertfordshire will no longer respond to automatic fire alarms in factories and offices during the daytime. It follows a growing number of call-outs to false alarms. And the weather will be dry and bright with increasing cloud throughout the day. Top temperatures around 7 degrees Celsius. That's 45 degrees Fahrenheit. Three Counties Sports. BBC Three Counties Radio. Starting with motor racing in Hertfordshire's Lewis Hamilton led from pole position to win the second Grand Prix of the season in Malaysia. Nico Rosberg finished second, while Sebastian Vettel in the Red Bull came third. I just kind of lost for words, really. I'm just ecstatic. You know, what a great weekend for the team. I'm also uh, really grateful after particularly a difficult weekend in, in uh, Australia. To see all the work um, that the team have done to, to get us here today, I'm, I'm really proud, firstly, of, of being a part of the team. I'm really proud of all the hard work that's gone into it and um, and I'm really happy with just the way today went. On to football and Liverpool are two points clear at the top of the Premier League after winning 4-0 at home to Tottenham. They were accused of being nervy in their midweek win over Sunderland but manager Brendan Rodgers says there was no such worries. I think people were talking about our pressure and you know coming into this game and being up near the top and I think today we probably answered that. You know, the players, how we work is to dominate the ball and have confidence on the ball. So at least we know when we go into the game that that's our method of play. And I think you've seen that in every aspect today. With the ball, our movement, our confidence, our composure was very good. Stevenage remain in the League One relegation zone following their one-all home draw on Saturday. Borough's keeper Steve Arnold suffered a knee injury during the warm-up. Manager Graham Wesley is in a challenging position trying to find a replacement. I haven't, I haven't checked, the, checked the rules. Um, I would suspect that uh, we're going to be looking into the, the youth structure to see what uh, what's available rather than... Uh, rather than going back out into the, the loan market. I don't think there's an emergency uh, situation that's possible, but I, I don't know the answer. And finally, England's women are into the semi-finals of the 2020 Cricket World Cup, beating Sri Lanka by seven wickets. England's men take on the Netherlands at half-past ten this morning. BBC Three Counties News and Sport, more at seven o'clock. Across beds, hearts and bucks. This is Ian Lee. BBC Three Counties Radio. Hey, up, 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 So, we just said about this... Uh, thank you to our caller, by the way. And this, you, you can call him with any of this kind of stuff. You are our eyes and indeed um, um, our legs. No, that's not it. Anyway, uh, the, the fire on the A6, near the A6. You've... You I've just spoken to Bedfordshire Fire. Excellent. What have they told us? What's the latest? They're looking for it. Huh? They're just having a look to see where it's... What's happening? And I said, well, um, oh. we're getting reports of really dangerous driving conditions. Yeah, yeah, but we can't see where it's come from, so we're looking for it. If anyone can help them... Yes. Please do. 08459 455 555 is the telephone number. Should we, do, should we do a couple of stories in the papers? Yeah. And then we'll, um, we'll play uh, Let Her Go by Passenger. Oh, right, yeah. You could play that. I don't know that song. That's a good one. So there's a fella here, and he looks the sort, to be honest. Josh Shuri. I mean, look at the state of him. Show me. That fella there. Oh, dear. Yeah. Poor Stacey, 24, from Preston. She's she's pulling her hands down in a kind of fey yay. If she (laughs) knew she was next to that fella, she wouldn't be quite so yayful. Tell, Tell him why. 
LucasAid habit cost me lover and four teeth. Ugh. Now, do you remember when LucasAid was for athletes? Yeah, it was a sports drink. And now it's just like <laughs> any old drink. Jilted Josh Shuri lost his girlfriend and four teeth after getting addicted to LucasAid. L- looking at the state of him, he's not the reason he lost his girlfriend. The 19-year-old has run up almost £3,000 in debt from daily guzzling five litres of the energy drink. Five litres. So how big's a... What's a, what's a bottle? That's probably half a litre. Mm-hmm. So that's yeah, 500 t- mils normally, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, so that's ten bottles. Oh, jeez. That just reminds me of being poorly, having Lucasaid. Yeah, my nanny used to have it when she wasn't very well. Yeah. He yeah. even sleeps with a bottle by his bed, like my nan. And if he runs out while at work, he clocks off early. But Josh, a painter and decorator, ended up taking out a payday loan... Oh, uh, how stupid are these people? Did he tell them it was for Lucas? To fund his £70... <laughs> I don't think one could care. To fund his £70 a week habit. That led to his girlfriend leaving as Josh struggled to pay the household bills. Just got to say, point of order, we don't know it was Wonga. No, we don't know, of course. Um, an excellent company, by the way. Uh, that led to his girlfriend leaving as Josh struggled to pay the household bills. His dentist has told him that four rotten teeth cannot be saved and he, his GP has warned he risks diabetes. Josh, uh, who lives in Cornwall, said, LucasAid just seems to give me so much energy. Without it, I feel tired and listless. I'm addicted. Uh, Josh, who buys his LucasAid by the crate to save cash, added, my teeth are in a really bad way. I've lost my girlfriend and it's ruining my life. Mm. I'd love to see a picture of that girlfriend. Just for research purposes. But it's the only drink I like. I'm desperate to stop. He should try Red Bull or something. He should just try stopping. How about that? All the things he's saying... Show that it's not working for him. Here's, uh, here's some more crazy addictions. Oh, no. Yeah. Uh, the Isle of Wight teen Georgie Redman craves noodle sloop. No- noodle soup? Sl- and this is how, how would you measure soup? Tell me how you'd measure noodle soup. Uh, probably ne- by the bowlful. Right. Slurping 30 miles of it a year. <laughs> <laughs> 30, yeah, that's not the way I'd do it. 30 miles of noodle soup. Kerry Trebill of Cornwall. 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 <laughs> Eats um, cleaning sponges. Stop that! And has munched over four thousand. Oh no! Oh, oh! This is. I'm going to read it. You may want to put your fingers in your ears. One woman from New York, known only as Keisha, sniffed and chewed urine-soaked nappies in pregnancy. Ah. Right, you know that's wrong. Yeah. You know that's wrong. You know, sometimes you eat things and you think, oh, this is a little bit, you yeah. know, sort of peanut butter and cheese or something. Yeah. But nappies... Oh, no, that is Stop disgusting. that now. Although you can survive by drinking your own urine, and apparently it's very good for no, you. No, I heard it's very bad for you. It's well, let's put it to the test. No, let's not. OK. You can put it to the test and no. I'll watch. Go on, what have you got? Um, pictures of, um, well, I don't know that. It's like nothing happened over the weekend. Um, pictures of uh, the royals with baby George. He's got a jumper on, handily saying, George, looking at a dog, and uh, how he looks like another baby that happens to be his mum. He doesn't, really. He looks more like a his dad. A billionaire's baby, uh, ladies and gentlemen. Are you happy He's to cute see that baby, photo? though. Cute baby. Here's a uh, good story in the Sun, page 29. Ring-fenced. Half of Brits would rather lose their passport than the contents of their mobile, a study found. That's a story in the newspaper. Well, how often do you use your passport? I, uh, listen, I want to, uh, special powers. Oh, yeah. I, I, I want to do a little uh, experiment today, special powers. We've had a couple of instances this morning where it would appear there is more going on in the cosmos than um, it, the, it, that we, is humanly possible. Cosmos is a special place. We um, were talking about voices earlier on. Don't, I don't know why. Because of David with a bad back. Laura Branigan 
said voices. Literally, seconds after we said it. And that was spooky. But that's just a warm-up, because something even, something even more mental happened this morning, didn't it, Kelly? It was crazy. Tell us what happened. Justin walks in. Yep. He hasn't seen you since Wednesday. Yeah, yeah. First thing he says... All right, boss. This is ha- this is uh, me. I've got special powers. Yeah, that's I've what got. Want. This is how I've got special powers. And the special powers are: we were, Catherine and I. I'll be honest. You talk about crazy addictions. We, we, it's not urine-soaked nappies. It's coffee. We were turning the place over. We were jonesing. Listen, if you, if, if I know, we have a lot of addicts listening to us who who, who are just just waiting for seven o'clock, the the decent time to call your dealers. Uh, we were going through about an hour ago what you're going through right now. We were climbing the walls. So couldn't find any cough. I phoned up Justin Dealey. It went to answer phone. Yeah. I said, Justin, come on, mate, don't no, be a... it was more frantic than that. Yeah, oh, yeah. Justin, come on, mate, don't be a, 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 a swore, don't be a swear word all of your life. You've got to come in and you've got to get us some coffee. He came in 20 minutes later. 20 minutes late, actually. He came in uh, with a jar of cough. He said, what did he, t- tell us again what he said, Kels. I've got special powers. Right. While I was leaving that message for him, he was in a petrol station buying coffee. He, he was buying the cough that I was asking for at the same freaking time. Now listen, I'm a cynical person. You, you it's are. It's my job to be a cynical person. Woman. You're making me more cynical. What? And now... Uh- I'm starting to believe in special powers. Yeah, so we want your stories of special powers. 08459 for... Is that the phone number? I keep saying it. It feels yes, wrong. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, 08459 455 555 is the phone number if you want to give us a call. Let's have your stories of special powers this morning. Here's the passenger song that we promised. Hope you enjoy this. St- still don't recognise it. It goes... No, but never heard it. Well, you only need the light when it's burning low Only miss the sun when it starts to snow Only know you love her when you let her go Only know you've been high when you're feeling low Only hate the road when you're missing home Only know you love her when you let her go And you let her go Low. 
Only miss the sun when it starts to snow Only know you love her when you let her go Only know you've been high when you're feeling low Only hate the road when you're missing home Only know you love her when you let her go And you let her go I, I do know this song. I thought this um, was the, the passenger was the group that did January. You start the February. Pilot. That was Pilot. Mm. Oh dear. That's the, this. The, I was thinking of a front end of an aeroplane yeah. song. This is a back end of an aeroplane song. Very much to the rear, yes. Uh, very much to the rear. Sorry, Kelly Betts. That's not. That's that is not. Special powers. What? Getting the bands wrong. You got two bands wrong that were really connected. Well, but yeah, but that's not special power. Could be now. Could have been worse. Could have been wings. Yeah, hey, it could be. Well, it still could be. Still, oh, he's finishing. Hang on. Yeah. David's back on the M1. Morning, David. Good morning. Ah, we can hear you at last, sir. What have you got for us? Well, um, I wanted to thank you for saying that I've got a young voice, and I wanted to. Um, let you have some feedback on the voices of the various stars on Three Counties Radio. The feedback on the voices of the various stars on Three Counties Radio. This sounds like my kind of phone-in. David, yeah, well, take, over to take, you. Take Nick Copper, for example. Please. He's got, a, he's got an incredible happy voice. Yes. Uh, and I think that must be because of all the menus that he sampled. Incredibly happy. He's very, the, th- the, thing, the thing about Nick Coffer is, and this isn't no word of a lie, he's always got a smile. Even when he's, he's giving you bad news, as he often does, he's always got a smile, hasn't he, Catherine? He's a jolly chap. And, chat. You, and you, can you can hear the smile. You can hear that in his voice. Absolutely right. Yep. Now, if you take um, your mate Jonathan Bernard smith he, he has a serious voice. Furious? Serious. But, um, serious. When, when he laughs, when well, I mean, then I, I, I don't know. It, you just, it's infectious. You just... I sometimes have to turn the radio off because I, I'm laughing so much. Not laughing with him. Yes. You know, he's laughed at infectious. But his voice... It's not I all. I think it's very, very serious. Yes. Now, Robert Morelli... Robert, um, yes. A mature voice. Yeah. So now if we think of yourself, we've got mature... I'm oh, sorry, I'm just going to Justin Dealey. Um, I wouldn't bother. Definitely... <laughs> Definitely a musical voice. No doubt about that. Yeah, very, very whimsical, lyrical, spiritual voice, Justin's. Absolutely, absolutely. So now, if we think um, about what your voice must be, yes, we've got, we've got mature, we've got happy, yes, we've got musical, yes. So what's the gap? What's the gap? Daft. Shut up, shut up, Catherine. He's trying to make a serious point. Go on. Go on. I don't know. What is the gap? Well, I guess you, you, you need a joker in the back, don't you? Uh, I, for a second, I thought you were going to say Dozy. No, you need someone, you need someone that's going to be fun. Yeah. I, guess, I guess a bit of a rebel as well. Yeah, yeah, I'm a fun rebel. Yeah, that's exactly what you are. David, yeah. thank you very much indeed. I'm glad, I'm glad he came back on. I'm a fun rebel. I'm like um, James Dean crossed with Sid James. I'm James James. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Sid Dean. Yeah, I've often thought that. <laughs> D- D- David? Yeah? While she's here, it would be rude to exclude oh, no, Catherine. No, no, no. What do you make of her um, irritating northern lilt? 
Well, she said that old guy, you know, he, 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 earlier I heard her say, you know, it's not a back problem, but he's pretty old. So that's coloured my, that's coloured my thinking. Yeah, thank you, David. Thank you. Did. I didn't really say that. You've coloured his I thinking. Said he was older than his voice. He's got coloured thinking now because of you. Sorry, David. Yeah, you should be. Travel news for beds, cards, and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. We had a call in from Jane on the A6 by Silso, heading from Clop Hill to Luton. There's a thick white smoke going across the road there, making driving conditions quite difficult. Also on the speed sensors, the A1M southbound, heavy going around Junction 7 for Stevenage, and the A1 London, the M1 sorry, London bound, building up between Junction 10 for Luton and 9 for Redbourne. Public transport, that's all looking good. We've got no reported problems. I'm Alice Glossop, BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you, Alice. 6.46, it's Monday the 31st of March. I'm Ian Lee. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. Police are investigating the death of a woman at Yarlswood Detention Centre in Bedfordshire. The Barnfield Federation has submitted new plans about its future following a damning report about how it ran academies and a college in Luton. And Hertfordshire Fire Service says it won't respond to automatic fire alarms in shops and offices during the daytime. Right, let's get the weather. Here's Elizabeth. Beds, hearts and bucks weather. BBC Three Counties Radio. Hello, very good morning to you. It's a lovely mild start to the day. We've got temperatures in double figures at the moment. Quite a lot of cloud around today. Not quite as sunny as it was at times over the weekend, so not quite as warm either. We might just catch a few light showers around at times today, particularly this morning. You may even see a little bit of Saharan dust from those showers as well. So some cloud, a little bit of brightness emerging a bit later. And where we do get some sunshine, that will really help to boost the temperature we could be looking at 17 or even 18 degrees today, 64 in Fahrenheit. All in all, it's feeling pretty warm and mild, and there will be a bit of brightness at times. Watch out for the odd shower. Overnight tonight, again, a few showers at times. Um, there will be quite a lot of cloud around, uh, some mist patches forming perhaps into tomorrow morning, particularly over parts of Buckinghamshire. Uh, lows tonight of around 7 or 8 degrees Celsius. That's temperatures at the lowest in the towns. So they'll be a bit higher than that. Uh, the mist persisting into tomorrow morning, but again, another nice couple of days on the way um feeling nice and warm particularly where we do get the sunshine that's the forecast tomorrow night we'll bring you two more live games from opposite ends of the table that was poor defense by any stretch of imagination it's 3-0 to the hatters points in the bag game over 3-0 stevenage faced the tough task of hosting league leaders wolves yeah we're there fighting and I think you can see you know, where the sides evolved to. We're certainly not playing bottom-of-the-table football right now. And Luton travelled to Dartford, knowing three points will take them even closer to the Football League. All we can do is play the next game. You know, we keep going, there'll come a game when we say this is a game. But at the moment, we've still got to get over the line. Choose which game you want. Oh, dear, oh, Sports dear. Sports stopped. Sports stopped. Now, we can either have sports again. You can fill in. Goals, it's not just about the goals. Um, Tuesday Sport has got some great action. Uh, Come on, you hatters. Stroke Hornets. The the MK Dons, um, the Watford team. Chair Boys. The Chair Boys. Well, it it says Tuesday Sport on my screen. Because they have a sports show tonight, don't they? Well, hang on, let's hang on. Let's have a listen. Let's have a listen, let's find out. Hang on, hang on, hang on. 
Tomorrow night we'll bring tomorrow you night. two more live games. Tomorrow night. Tomorrow night. We'll, 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 two more case, live games tomorrow. You'll find out more. Stay tuned. In that case, we don't need to, to worry about it. It's fine. Tomorrow night. Now, get Dealey up, uh, Kells Bells, because this is the story that I... I well, I, I can see already on the screen. He's, he's been hard at work on. What is... Uh, old mums. Yes. The number of mothers in Britain aged over 50 giving birth has doubled in just five years. And that's the key thing, because when we mentioned this upstairs in the office about um, old mums over 50, Kelly Bet said... Aren't most mums over 50? You see, that's what we're dealing with. But it's actually at 50 they are having the baby. They are passing a child at 50. Uh, Passing a child? (laughs) (laughs) Like you have to sit there and listen to the tap. (laughs) That's what what it is, though. Um, In a nutshell. Um, I think it's disgusting. I think that it may have benefits. Oh, for goodness sakes, no, Catherine. You're just saying that to be contrary, Mary. No, because I'm a young mum, obviously, um, and I'm still forging my way in the world. Yeah. I find that I feel that guilt of having to work full-time and not being able to spend more with the children. And if you're 50, maybe you've saved up more, or maybe you're a bit better off, and maybe you have more time, more maturity, and know you're going to be tired right. anyway. What about the health, uh, the, the potential damages to a child's health if he's born of an old mum? And 50 is an old mum. They can screen for all kinds of things these oh, days. Oh, that's OK. So if they screen for it and it's, it's got something, we'll fact, just get rid of it, we'll try more, again. They'll probably get taken better care of as a result of being a bit older. 08459 455 555 is the phone number. If, if you're a, a, a mum who's passing at 50 plus, then th- th- I seriously... Passing. I think, <laughs> I think it's wrong. Right. We're pushing. There's, there's a mum in here, right? This is in the mail, OK? So Carol Hobson became Britain's oldest mother of twins at, at what age? 61. Right, too old. After conceiving through IVF at an Indian clinic. Uh. After four failed IVF attempts in Ukraine and Cyprus, let's be honest, I, I imagine the Cypriot and the Ukrainian IVF clinics are perhaps not the, uh, the highest standards in the world, donor embryos were implanted at a clinic in Mumbai. The single mum spent more than £20,000 to have children and twins, Frida and Matthew were born by emergency caesarean on Christmas Eve 2010. Nine weeks premature, each weighing through. She was 61 years old. Right, first of all, the health risks there are incredible. Secondly, that is selfish, because by the time she's 71, there'll be 10. Mm-hmm. A 71-year-old cannot, cannot keep up with a 10-year-old. I can't, I'm 40, I can't keep up with a 4- and a 2-year-old. How is she going to keep up with two 10-year-olds? It's a question. Um, no, I said she's too old. Oh. I think 50's not as old as it used to be. 50 is old. Justin. Morning, boss. Right, let's, let's start with the obvious one. Mm. 61 to have twins, too old, yes? Uh, yes, I'll probably say so, yes. yes. 50 to have mm. babies. What do you think about that? Uh, eh? I mean, every single situation is going to be different, but personally, uh, this is just my personal thought, at 50 years old, you are probably too old. It sounds very harsh, but for the reasons you just mentioned there about you with your two children, yep. it can be exhausting. Yep. At 50 years old, to a lot of people, that is simply too old. And I, I, the newsflash, it's tiring anyway. Mm. I just I just have to clarify for legal reasons, those are Justin Dealey's personal <laughs> views, in case you didn't get that point. They are in no he ways hates. the views of of the BBC he or Lord Reeves. given his own views, he, he? You, he And I, I, I appreciate you doing that this morning, Justin, yeah, because Catherine's okay. right, you're very reluctant to share your opinion yeah. on the air with us. You see, what I do, I tend to get people to give opinions on my behalf. So uh, this morning, Ian, <laughs> You tell I, them what to say and they say it. <laughs> exactly. Go on, so, what have you got? Well, I've been out this morning asking people what they think about this increase in women giving birth over the age of 50. Here's what people had to say. Um, I think they're too old because, obviously... They've got to have a short life for their children and maybe they might not be as active as, you know, they would be if they were 
younger. Mm. So, I mean, how old are you, if you don't mind me asking? I'm 22. Okay, 22 years old. Have you got children yet? No, I haven't. Okay, what if you don't meet the right man, or for whatever reason your relationship doesn't work out, you get to 50, you still haven't got children, would you try and have a child then? No, I wouldn't, no. Give up, I suppose. I think it's too old, and yeah, it's just not fair, I don't think, so. My personal opinion, if you're in the right position, it's, it's okay, really, I suppose, yeah. Yeah, I don't see anything wrong with that. Yeah, I suppose it's okay. It does seem a bit bit old, really, for people having babies. But I say, uh, if one of your friends that, that was, for argument's sake, 51 said to you, right, I'm giving birth in, in three months' time, what would your initial reaction be then? I suppose slightly shocked, yeah. But I've never come across it, I don't think I will. It can't happen very often. There's been a massive increase, to be fair. If there, if there has been, I don't know of any personally, myself. Um, How old are you, if you don't mind me asking? Just shy of 60. OK, so... If you're just shy of 60, you'd be within that age bracket. Do you think that you could successfully father a child at your age? I wouldn't want to. (laughs) Why wouldn't you want to? No, it's too much of a burden at my age. I want to relax. I want to enjoy what few years I've got left, not look after a kid. They look younger at 50 nowadays. Everyone's living longer, so I think it's it's not a problem at all. They may look younger, but they're still 50 years old, aren't they? 50, it's nothing, is it? I'm 47, my youngest is 6, and my oldest is 22, so... You know, I don't see a problem with it, as long as they're fit and healthy. Everyone's living longer, so well, not a problem at all. You don't see that many fit 50-year-olds. <laughs> Sorry? <laughs> you it's not that the far gym. off for you yet, though. Yeah, well, no, listen, it's different for women. Hmm. I, but I, I do disapprove of Des O'Connor having a child. Des, Des O'Connor was 88 years old when he his signed his last... Young. <laughs> yeah, but it's selfish. That kid is at some point going to miss out on a substantial part of his dad being there because his dad's going to be dead. Hey, yeah. sad news. A lot of um, people who have got younger parents can't count on their dads being no. around forever. All right, all right. But statistically, I have to say Ian is right on this one. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> You've got the stats yeah. there, have you? Well, Just remind on. us what those stats are, Charles. Well, look, come on, look, look at the maths on this one, OK? If somebody's going to have a child at the age of 70 years old, if, if a man's going to father a child at the age of 70 years old, there's yeah. every chance that, that when that child gets to the age of, what, 20, 25, that their dad's not going to be there, statistically. Yeah. That's a fact. What are the statistics, statistics about dads sticking around these days? I don't know what they are. Well, not very good, but that's are they? A, that, No, but that's a different argument. Yeah, that's is, yeah. a different argument. Well, I'm just about... saying, it's sometimes you uh, you need to work with what you've got. Well, of course you do, but if that's working with a, an 88-year-old, <laughs> then you wouldn't... Oh, would you, could you work with one of those? Uh, well... Do they look older? It would be mine, wouldn't Do they it? age? What? The Older men. The... Yeah. Yes, that is, more distinguished, surely. Uh, 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 Justin, excellent stuff. Oh, wait, Thank four, you, five, nine, four, stay there a minute. Okay. Uh, don't go. Oh, wait, four, five, nine, four, double, five, five, double, five. Older mums and older dads, but older mums specifically. It, it d- doesn't work. It is disgusting. It's selfish. It's unfair. Yeah, well, it's back, disgusting. You? Yes. <laughs> I've had a couple of days off, Justin. I've, yeah, I've been know, yeah. chomping at the bit. Thank yeah. you for stepping in at short notice, oh, by the way. Pleasure. Pleasure. Uh, listen, I know you're busy. You're, you're going to do a thing about airports as well this morning, aren't you? Yes, talking about uh, the expansion, well, the potential expansion of uh, EasyJet at Luton Airport. Going to be talking to people at the airport this morning. Yeah. Um, EasyJet this morning, Lee Agnew told me this on news, that uh, EasyJet now are bigger than British Airways. A great success story oh, locally, but what? yeah, apparently so. In, in terms of their operation, they are bigger, but yeah. we're going to be talking to people locally. Do they want to see more EasyJet flights here in Luton, or will it be a nightmare with the Oh, I think, I think people have to embrace this, don't they? It's the growth and uh, growth of, of Luton and the three counties it will no doubt bring. Well, absolutely. You think about Luton Airport, it's something that uh, the local community can 
be very proud of, brings a lot of money into the town, and of course, a lot of jobs as well. Okay, 08459 455 555. Another thing, if you get time, Justin. Yeah. Special powers. Yes. We had a freaky deaky thing happen this morning with the coffee, <laughs> oh, didn't we? It was very freaky. It was insane. Oh, so, uh, you, you know, I normally I, I poo poo um, uh, special powers. Mm. I know you're a believer in special powers. Yeah. It's, it, you quite often. Uh, I think there are people out there with special powers. You do think that. Yes. Uh, could, well, could you go and find them? Let's get people's special powers stories this morning. Yeah, absolutely. Let's do it. Nice one, Just Speak to you later. Cheers, mate. Ta 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 ta. Statistics. Yeah, yeah. He got you with statistics there. Statistics, he did. He, I mean, he ran round me with he, his numbers. He, technically, he didn't actually quote any statistics or any sources of statistics, but he knew the figures. Do you know 85% of statistics are made up on the spot? But I'm bumped. It's true. E- Do the maths. Do the adding up. Do the math. Oh, wait, thank you, Catherine. I'm just saying, if you're an older parent, you might have um, special powers. No, no, you won't. You'll you'll be sitting there uh, on a ventilator, struggling. (laughs) You will, with the the asthma thing going on. You're talking 50, not 90. No, 50 is too old to give birth to a child. Bye, then. Bye. There we go. 08459 455 555. It makes sense, doesn't it? Doesn't it? Older parents in general, it's a little bit selfish. Well, it's selfish. It's not a little bit. It's selfish in the true sense of the word. You are having that child to fulfil something in you, not for the child's benefit. Give me a call on that. The expansion of uh, EasyJet and also your special powers stories. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. The M25 anti-clockwise looking slow now between junction 21A for St Albans and 20 for Kings Langley. The M1 London bound also slow going between junction 11 for Dunstable and 9 for Redbourne. The A1M southbound slow going around Stevenage at Junction 7. And we had a call in from Jane earlier on the A6 by Silso heading from Clop Hill to Luton. There's thick white smoke going through the road and the fire brigade have had some calls too but they've been going through the area and can't find any problems. Public transport, we've got no reported problems. I'm Alice Glossop, BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you, Alice. And they've changed Facebook again. They snuck that one past us. Never mind, we'll get over it, won't we? We'll, we'll, we'll uh, all embrace and, and get through this together. We're a team, and that's what we do. OK, guys? Local and vocal across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. It's seven o'clock, I'm Lee Agnew. The headlines, EasyJet plans expansion at London Luton Airport, investigation into death at Yarlswood, and a win for Lewis Hamilton in Malaysia. BBC Three Counties Radio. EasyJet has agreed a ten-year deal with London Luton Airport, which could see them more than double their size at the airport. The airline says it would create two and a half thousand new jobs. Catherine Boyle reports. The airline's planning to increase its passenger numbers from 4 to 9 million a year. They currently have 15 aircraft based at Luton and plan to increase their capacity by 20% over the next year. The airport, meanwhile, has plans to expand its passenger numbers to 18 million over the next few years. Police have launched an investigation following the death of a detainee at Yarlswood Immigration Centre in Bedfordshire. It suggested the 40-year-old woman may have suffered a heart attack after complaining of feeling unwell for several days. Heather Jones from Yarlswood Befrienders is questioning the quality of healthcare at the centre. People complain very much that they're not taken notice of, um, that they're given paracetamol 
I have often heard people say they won't go to healthcare because they're not going to be listened to, and that can't be right. The Barnfield Federation has submitted proposals about its future following a damning report into how it ran academies in the college in Luton. It was criticised for financial mismanagement and for claiming money for students it had no evidence of teaching. Speaking earlier this month, Skills Minister Matthew Hancock said the government was still considering its options. We are absolutely clear that we will look at the options and we'll make a decision in the future based on what is best for students. That decision hasn't been taken yet and what matters is improving the education of students and potential students um, at Barnfield and in the surrounding area. The Australian Prime Minister Tony Abbott says there's no time limit in the search for the missing Malaysian plane. Speaking at the airfield where the operation is being coordinated, he said the hunt is still being stepped up. We owe it to the families Uh, We owe it to everyone who travels by air. Uh, We owe it to the governments of the countries who had citizens on that aircraft. Uh, We owe it to the wider world, which has been transfixed by this mystery for three weeks now. We owe it to everyone to do whatever we reasonably can. Tributes are being paid to the actress Kate O'Mara, who's died aged 74. She first came to prominence in Hammer Horror films and went on to appear in the soap opera Dynasty. In sport, Hertfordshire's Lewis Hamilton led from pole position to win the Malaysian Grand Prix. Sebastian Vettel came third in the Red Bull behind Nico Rosberg, who held Mercedes claim first and second. The weather will be dry and bright with increasing clouds throughout the day. Top temperatures around 7 degrees Celsius, that's 45 degrees Fahrenheit. Get the latest news and sport online at bbc.co.uk slash three counties. BBC Three Counties Radio's big tour of beds, hearts and bucks. It's a traditional Bedfordshire market town. All this week, we're featuring Shefford and Chicksands. I do like the um, smaller shops, yeah. Lots of community things going on. There are over 90 clubs and organisations in Shefford. It's all about where you live. We're permanently fixed in Shefford now. We're quite happy with the town. The Big Tour. BBC Three Counties Radio. This is Ian Lee, BBC Three Counties Radio. Apologies for that uh, extra long bit of the uh, musical beds that we used to start the show, but let's just say some high jinks were taking place in the studio that certainly were not fit for broadcasts. It was primarily visual as well, so um, it would have been difficult to broadcast that on a radio-based format. <sighs> it was inappropriate. Um, physical gestures were being made. That's, I mean, that's all. That's all. Harmless fun, harmless fun. Harmless to some. At least one member of the team is now in tears. That's tough. I'm not saying who, but come on, Agnew, man up. (laughs) Lots to talk about on the show this morning. We're finding out what's going on at Barnfield. Also want to get your thoughts on uh, there are expansion plans at Luton Airport for EasyJet. That's got to be good for the area, isn't it? There can't be anybody listening to this right now who thinks that uh, EasyJet expanding is a bad idea. Your uh, psychic powers and special powers moments. 
And mums over 50, come on, it's selfish and it's unfair on the children. Older parents, really? Facebook.com forward slash BBC 3CR. You can send me a text, 81333, start your text 3CR, or... We've had lots of phone calls this morning. Also, if you know anything about the uh, fire that's happening in the A6, 08459 455 555. Across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. It's Monday, and I know what you're thinking. What's happening with the Barnfield Federation? Well, we heard all the allegations about the way it was run in the past, and then we had two government reports criticising the way it was run more recently. And it seemed to have gone all quiet. Well, you may be forgiving, forgiven for thinking that, unless, of course, your name is political reporter Paul Scoynes. What's going on, political reporter Paul Scoynes? So the things were supposed to have, have happened, weren't they? What's, yes. What's the, the latest? Well, the Barnfield Federation was given a deadline when the report came out, I think it was last month, it was the end of February, wasn't it? Um, and they were given a deadline of a month from then, 28th of March, uh, in order to sort of submit their plans for what their reaction was, their response to the report. Yes. Um, it was issued with a sort of a, a notice calling for immediate action. Now, part of that immediate action had already sort of been taken, if you like. New leadership had been put in. There had been at least the beginnings of a restructuring of the organisation, which, if you remember, Ian, was unbelievably complicated. There were lots of little companies within companies and things went yes. through different... It was, it was, I had a, a diagram of it and it was unfathomable. Yes, it was a very complicated structure. There were two governing boards um, and the reports obviously should have showed that there had been sort of a lot of, uh, sort of poor communication between the boards and that had actually the, the complicated structure had been a cause of quite a few of the problems. Uh, what the organisation also had to do was consider, quote, all of the options for the future and that did include the breakup of the Federation and the splitting of the academies and the college. Do we know what Barnfield Federation has put forward then? They were supposed to submit this on Friday. What, what have they said? Well, we know that they've submitted it. And that's all we know, I'm oh. afraid. Um, we, we asked on uh, uh, Friday last week for a sort of detail of what that, uh, that submission was. And I was given no indication of that as well. Uh, I was also asking for an interview with the uh, new interim chief executive of the organisation, Dame Jackie Fisher. And that was rebuffed too. I got a statement which said Barnfield has fully met the requirements placed on it by ministers last month. Uh, why do you think Barnfield are doing this? Are they hoping that this will now just go away? Because the the, um, the, the, the things highlighted in the report showed spectacular failings yes. throughout the whole company. Are, are they hoping that by, by not uh, addressing this publicly and saying what changes they make, it will just disappear? Because it won't. Well, let's not forget what uh, the sort of headlines of that report were. Massive overspends, money wasted on failed projects, nearly a million pounds claimed for students it couldn't prove it actually had. There was money also claimed for staff taking courses, so effectively bumping up the numbers, overpayments to senior staff, big overpayments, uh, a, a sort of a payoff, or, well, two payoffs, holiday allowances and an expensive car to the former Director General, Sir Peter Burke. All public money, of course, mm. lots of cof- conflicts of interest, uh, poor audit trails, profligate spending. There was £8,000 spent on plaques bearing Sir Pete Burkett's name. Um, and a significant amount spent on chocolate. Exactly. Which is true. It sounds like a joke, but it's true. I, I, I have to, and, and Barnfield did say when this was going on that they would come on and talk to us uh, when the report was out. So, Dame Jackie Fisher, I, I, honestly, I, you're doing yourself and Barnfield and everyone who work, 
works for you and every student that you represent. You're doing yourself a great disservice by not coming on and uh, addressing the situation head on. I think, in my own personal opinion. What next, Paul? Well, Ian, we wait now to hear the response from ministers, really. Um, We're likely to hear from uh, Matthew Hancock, who's the skills minister. He sort of seems to have taken a lead on this. His letter to Barnfield last month set out those next steps. Now, it's my understanding that the government, or at least parts of the government, were quite keen on a potential breakup of the organisation. Certainly, that was the sort of view in the uh, letters that at least the Federation must consider those options. Speaking earlier to the BBC this month, uh, Matthew Hancock told us the future was still being discussed. Well, I want to see the action taken as recommended in the report. We've put new leadership in place in order, firstly, to ensure that any irregularities are absolutely got to the bottom of, but also to make sure that the teaching that happens and the uh, performance of the college and the federation for students is the best it possibly can be. Because In all of these investigations, the thing I'm most concerned about is making sure that local students continue to get an education and in future get a better education. Well, on on Friday, in a statement from that department, said that they had received proposals from Barnfield following the recent investigations by the Skills Funding Agency and the Education Funding Agency, and that ministers would assess these and respond in due course. Paul, thank you very much indeed. 08459 455 555. While I've got you here, mm. um, we're talking this morning. Well, Justin Dilley, as we know. I think there are people out there with special powers. <laughs> and <laughs> I have to add the S. The S drops off, so you have to just kind of. I think of there are people out there with me. special powers. Um, <clears throat> and you, you were there, you witnessed the mm. coffee. Yeah. I mean, the, I want to call it coffee bending, but that's. It's, um, what would you get? The coffee, the coffee seance? Premonition. The coffee premonition. Yeah. Which sounds like a great title for a film. Have you ever encountered special powers in your life at all? Um, can you, maybe some examples or just like... Okay, part? for example, um, this morning, my colleague Justin Dealey and I had a coffee premonition uh, where I phoned him up demanding he buy coffee. Yeah. But whilst I was making that phone call, he was already buying coffee. So maybe something like that, or maybe you got touched up by a ghost. I have had not that, but I've had the the former thing. And I think it was with you. I think it might have resulted in coffee as well before. I'm sure previously, prior to this morning, you've, you've texted me something with a request, and I'd actually already done it. It it's, not really, it's not really an anecdote, is it, Catherine? I'm struggling here. No, it's, no. It's not, Sometimes not Peter my Euston phone off. will go off and I'll have just been thinking, oh, Ian uh, is going to phone. It- <laughs> Ian's going to call in sick and, oh, look, they're, 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 what a surprise. I was going to say that, but then I thought, no. Yeah, Kelly, you, you're young and... Uh, um, I can't- spiritual. Spiritual, mm. thank you. That's what I was going to say. I was, I was actually going to say... <laughs> I was going to say that. Can you I didn't be- hear that. Can you say that again? Yeah, I was going to say. So. Nice poem. Um, do you have you had any kind of? <laughs> I was. I have a couple of days off, and I forget the rules. You see. 
had dreams and then my friend have had similar dreams my boyfriend like I've dreamt about a birthday cake and he's dreamt about birthday cards was it around That's a birthday spooky was it no around? well not ours maybe someone's, someone's yeah. not, no one that we knew we're not getting the um, spooky meat that I was hoping to get I want someone to deliver some spooky meat to me this morning please 08459 555. your spooky stories your um, inge- don't just sit there trying to think of one Paul if you, if, if you had one it would be on the tip of the tea yeah no, I'm sure there, is, there probably is one. I just can't think of exactly that. I'm not sure it's a good phone in. Hang on, it's be- hang on a bit. It's better than the rubbish you come up with. What? Ooh, who's got? What's your? Uh, who's got um, a dog? What? Call me now. No, no. The best one. Kenny's one about things that have happened in your past was good. What one was that? What things that have? What things that have happened. What things don't you do because of things? No, that- things that have happened in your past that. Put you off things. What things have you not? Don't. What What's things it? have you stopped doing because of things? Things no. that have happened in your past. <laughs> Call me now. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Okay. I take that to the street. That this. This is a good. This is a good one. Okay. S- what spooky things have happened to you? Maybe you had a coffee premonition. Maybe you got touched up by a ghost. Maybe any of these things happened. Oh eight four five nine four double five five. You can't just sit there thinking of one. Paul. He's doing the thinking face. Look. I've had that thing happen in the night time where you think <laughs> in your bedroom. Yeah, it's your husband. <laughs> no, when I was single oh, and dear. I would wake up we, and I must have been. We've seen asleep. the ramifications of that in various parts of the world. <laughs> I haven't must we? have been asleep. I've but wor- you think someone's in your bedroom and then you jump out of bed. Yeah, you couldn't use that in a, in a defence. I've got it. I've law. got. I've got the answer. To your question right okay so my friend wakes up calls me and says kelly be careful on your driving to work i had a dream that you crashed your car and you died right and i said funnily enough i did crash my car this morning but i didn't die but your his dream was um quite accurate is that when you crashed into me that was when i hit Catherine boyle's car see right. okay the circle complete that is a spooky story that's cool. not that is spooky yeah. coincidence what? is that coincidence that's just coincidence that's that's more spooky than the coffee coincidence story. Well, let's not get carried away oh, with ourselves. Oh, Don't bring science into this, Goins. I've, I've, I actually, unlike Justin, I do have stats. Where? Upstairs. Go and get them. What, now? Yeah. How does he still work here? I don't know. Won't be for much longer. Why not? It's embarrassing. Upstairs is to the right, Paul. Has he gone to the left? Oh. It's gone. It's gone. I think he's just waiting out in the hallway. He's waiting out in the hallway. Go and have a look, Catherine. He's come back in. Oh. Oh, he's got... Wait, that's not stats, mate. That's a clock. Yeah, it's a correct clock, mate. Oh, he's found the correct clock. Flipping. I'm going to do the travel and I'll have a word with you. Would you bring a correct clock in for... Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. On the M25, anti-clockwise, there's one lane closed at Junction 14 for Heathrow Terminal 4. Uh, That's after some fuel is spilt on the road after a lorry broke down. It's causing queues all the way back to Junction 14 for Maple Cross. The M1 London bound looking slow between Junction 11 for Dunstable and 9 for Redbourne. Also, the A1M southbound very slow between the Stevenage Junctions 8 and 7. On the speed sensors, the A5 southbound looking slow as you approach Mark Yate at the moment. Public transport has no reported problems. I'm Alice Glossop, BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you, Alice. 
Well, the time, according to Kelly's face, is 7.16. It's Monday, the 31st of March. I'm Ian Lee. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. EasyJet is planning to double the number of planes it flies out of Luton Airport. Police are investigating the death of a woman at Yarlswood Detention Centre in Bedfordshire. And Hertfordshire Fire Service says it won't respond to automatic fire alarms at shops and offices during the daytime. The weather, bright, warm this morning, turning cloudy this afternoon. Yep, yep, yep. BBC's Three Counties Radio. BBC Three Counties Radio's big tour of beds, hearts and bucks. It's a lovely little town, the people are all friendly. I just like the whole place, I just like where it is, you know, it's nice and quiet. Inviting everyone to where you live. I do like the um, smaller shops, yeah. And all this week, we're featuring Shefford and Chicksands. We're permanently fixed in Shefford now, we're quite happy with the town. I love it. I live in Clifton, but I wish I lived in Shefford. If you've got a story everyone should hear about, let us tell them about it. Lovely properties, 13th century village that has is full of character and lovely people. The big tour of beds, hearts and bucks. BBC Three Counties Radio. Gary's in London. Morning, Gary. Morning, Ian. How are you? I'm good, thank you, Gary. What you got for me? Well, I have a special power. Go, we go. You see, this is a good, this is a good strong, solid phone. And what's your special power, Gary? I correctly predicted on Twitter, so I have evidence. Yeah. Uh, the exact times that Usain Bolt would win the last two Olympic 100 metres. Exactly. Do, 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 what, do you mean exactly? Exactly the times. How did you do... Well, hang on a minute. What, what were his times? Ah. Uh, it was something like 9.69 <laughs> was one of them. It was a while ago. It was 2012 and 2008. But I correctly <laughs> predicted them each time, like four, four years apart. Okay. I mean, is that kind of the usual time he runs it in? It's around, but, but the exact time is very, very... I mean, like, you know, you could say around 10 seconds, but the exact... I put on Twitter the exact time. Wowzers. And how did that make you feel? Special. Yeah, good. Yeah, to yeah. be a, a big man. You really. see, well, you are a big man. Well, yeah. You see, but, you but see, I, Catherine? Feel like that. All right, shut up now. You see, Catherine, this is a good phone-in. Gary did something with some numbers on, a, on Twitter. Well done. All right, Thanks, Catherine. Thank you are... Yeah, are you finished? Can I, get, can I get some sort of recognition from Kelly Betts or something? She, Ke- Kelly's, Kelly, could you give uh, Gary some recognition? Sorry, I missed what was happening. I say well done. Oh, Gary, well done. That's amazing. Thanks. But that, 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 that makes you feel good. There we go. I'm glad, I'm glad we, we sorted that out. Call 08459 455 555. BBC Three Counties Radio. Now, <clears throat> excuse me. From tomorrow, Hearts Fire and Rescue won't respond to automatic alarms during office hours. They say they can't afford to keep turning up whenever one goes off, and from now on it's not a shout-out unless it's backed up by a 999 call. Well, Pam Charman chairs the Hertfordshire branch of the Federation of Small Businesses and joins me now. Morning, Pam. Morning. Pam, what's, what's your reaction to this, this change of policy over false alarm call-outs? Well, I'm a bit sad that the fire service feels that it's necessary, but I can understand where they're coming from with stretched resources like everybody else. However, we don't want to see our smaller businesses or any business feel vulnerable. So I am glad to see that there is some plan in place to work with companies with faulty equipment to um, try to improve the situation. It seems Uh, that some of the bigger shops and employers are the worst offenders. Does that surprise you? I guess not, uh, but people have spent money in good faith on alarm systems, and if they're not doing the job they're supposed to do, 
then that does make life a bit difficult for everybody. So I hope we can get this sorted out with a bit of cooperation all round. Would you object that one of the ideas that's been been thrown around is that business is being charged for a false alarm? What would you think about that? I would not like to see that as a a global policy, but I can understand for repeat offenders that uh, people are spending a lot of uh, their own resources trying to sort a problem out. And there does come a point when, um, you know, something has to be done. But uh, let's hope we can sort this out before it gets out of hand. Do the the fire brigade discuss this with you at all, or is this just something they come out with? Uh, They've not discussed it with me personally, but then I I wouldn't necessarily expect that to be the case. But I understand that there's been consultation at local Mm. authority level. And, um, yeah, we, we do like to be part of that where we can. Pam, I appreciate your time this morning. It's certainly something we'll keep looking at. Pam Charman uh, chairs the Hertfordshire branch of the Federation of Small Businesses. Across beds, hearts and bucks. This is Ian Lee. BBC Three Counties Radio. Okay. Oh, 08459 four double five five double five. Sophie's on the line. Sophie, it's not your real name. What is your real name? Oh, you don't want us to know. I understand. Right, okay. What can we do for you, Sophie? I have a bit of a question for your listeners. Yeah, go on. Um, it's twofold, really. Um, one, why do men lie about their height? Oh. And is it right for a woman to be taller than a man? Okay, well, I can answer both those questions. Uh, first of all, men lie about their height only if they're tiny. I'm just under six foot three. That's not a lie. That is a fact, and I do have statistical evidence to, to back that up. So I'm guessing you're talking about a tiny man. <laughs> uh, and how, t- how tall are you, and how tall is this tiny man? Um, well, I'm five eight. Okay, okay. Yeah, good height for a girl, yes. Um, and, and they claim to be 5'9". But you're taller than him, are you? Yes. By how much? By about two inches. Oh, dear. So he's 5'6", he's at best. How did this happen? How did this, this come about, that you were with this tiny man? Um, blind eight, really. Oh, mate, mate. Do you like him? Yeah, he's nice. It's just we. Do you like him enough to not ever wear high heels again? No. Do you like him enough to not mind if you do wear high heels and he looks smaller? No. Let's just say it, okay? Is he Danny DeVito? (laughs) He's not even attractive. Let's just... (laughs) Is, is your fella attractive or not? Yes, he is. Okay. Let's, let's, let's put the cards on the table here. Here are the uh, big cards, here are the tiny cards. It is not right for a woman to be taller than a man. It, it, it isn't right at all. It's wrong. Tom Cruise did it. Well, that, that, didn't, the man. that didn't really pan out, did it? No. No, that's true. And he got her to stand in a trench all the time, <laughs> didn't he? Man maker for Mr Cruise. That's what they call it, don't they? A little bit he you stand... wore the heels, didn't Yeah, he? exactly. He did. He wore lifts. She could, he, she could get him the bucket shoes. What are the shoes? Stilts. No, blocker boots. Blocker boots. Blocker boots. So when did you go out on your date, Sophie, over the weekend? Yeah. And, uh, I mean, how did it go? Was it nice? Was it, it was lovely. It's sitting down. It's perfectly fine. Yeah. Uh, did, you, did you say to him, come on, shorty, you, you, you lied to me? Uh, I, I tried to be very diplomatic in what I said. Yeah. And, and it was... Um, the answer was, well, you're, not, you're, not, you're the same height as me. And I'm like, oh, no. himself, that's what's going on. He's living in a fantasy world. Did you, when did you realise that he was smaller than you? Was it, was it, did, did you kind of meet him while he was sat down? What was the, what was the scenario? Um, I kind of walked in together and I was kind of thinking, oh, 
um, is it my my eyes or am I just sort of you know just imagining that he's not as tall as I thought he was? Yeah. And then sat down, and then as we walked out, it was like no, he's definitely shorter than me. I'm going to ask a personal question, Sophie, and I'm I'm afraid I I need an answer. Did you kiss at the end of the date? No. No. Okay. Yeah, and and that wouldn't have worked. I can tell you now, it would not have worked. Well, you could pick him up. <laughs> <laughs> Hang him on a coat hanger. No, it it wouldn't have worked, Sophie, because. Um, Kelly, it would not have helped. Kelly's just typed to my screen, would it help if he wore a giant hat? That wouldn't help at all. But then he'll appear taller. It, it, bending down to kiss someone is fine for a gentleman. We're built to do it. It's just the, we, we, the way our spines are, are designed. But for a woman to do it, it's, a, it's inappropriate. Well, it's I've got girls... where to put the arms. Yeah. yeah. When you're walking side by side, I just imagine, you know, is it under or over? And usually for a girl, it's under... And I just wouldn't want to have to be over. Catherine, you're a, a, a woman. We've got the results back, so we can say that categorically yeah. now. Uh, ever been out with someone smaller than you? My husband's not that much taller than me, but he's not smaller. Yeah, and that's the difference. I mean, even the same height. If you're really, really in love with someone and they're the same height, you can get away with it. I did go out with someone a little bit smaller, but I was about, like, 13. I went out with a, a chick bigger than me. Really? Yeah, I know. Are you sure she was a chick? Well, it, it was like it was like um, being in bed with a bear. <laughs> was, honestly, it was. I mean, not that she was hairy, but it was just it was just it was just masses of back. I remember there being lots of back. There's so much back and shoulder. It's incredible. Uh, it does it. And that's how he would feel. Is that what we bring you back around to, Sophie? <laughs> So she, we're trying to make her feel good about herself. Oh, yeah, that's it. No, this, I mean, this, she, was a, she was a big girl. Um, uh, Kelly, you're tiny. What are you? You're five foot, aren't you? 4'11". Oh, wowzers. You could, Same you, height as Peggy Mitchell. You, I know. You Judy couldn't... There, there are literally no men smaller than you. Unless they're nine. Yeah, and that's which is, it's just inappropriate just these days. Yeah. Sophie, what do you think you're going to do? That's why I'm asking your listeners, really. Okay. Well, oh eight four five nine four double five five double five. Not that we're shallow, but we are going on his base of his his height. Yes. What's he look like? A very cute, lovely eyes. Cute. Lovely is he handsome? Mom. Is he kind of boyish? Uh, yes. I I think you you sound like a what? Are you? Um, how can I put this delicately? I can't. Are you a munter, Sophie? <laughs> No. You're, you're, you, I mean, what I'm trying to say is you sound, like, you sound hot. You sound like a looker. And you can do better than a short man. Well, we don't know if he's not good. I, she can do better than a short man. She totally can. Listen to her. She sounds intelligent. She sounds funny. She sounds uh, beautiful. He might be a hoot. He might be Dudley Moore. <laughs> no one wants to go to Dudley Moore. Not now. Um, Isn't he dead? Yeah, exactly, So Exactly. Okay. I... Th- <clears throat> I personally, You'd go out with Davy Jones, he was small. You would go out with him. I personally think, Sophie, you sound like a wonderful human being. I think you can do a lot better than that. Okay, thank you. You're, no, you're welcome. Seriously, keep li- keep listening. We'll put it out to the listeners, Sophie, and see what they say. Are you hitting on her? A little bit, yes. <laughs> okay. How old are you, Sophie? Um, about the same age as you, Mister oh. B. Oh, you're old. <laughs> in that case, maybe. In that case, I, I, your back. yeah, maybe. Oh, maybe you should. Um, maybe you should. You know, grab it while you can. I'm joking, Sophie. Listen, I appreciate. No, what? Oh, geez. you know, you're saying these things out loud. Oh, you? I know. This is my problem, Sophie. You sound like a wonderful person. I think you can do better. Let's see what the listeners have to say. Thank you. Very Thank much. you very much indeed. She can do better than She's that. She's in doubt. If in doubt, take him out. No. Again. No, one if more. In, one more. If in doubt, knock him out. I thought it was if in doubt, leave it out. My mum says if in doubt, do not. Uh, so it, do one of those things. Yeah, <laughs> do do one of those things. You've, you've heard Sophie's predicament. 
Uh, I think it's, it's obvious, really, isn't it? You, you, she has to uh, dump him. So they've only had one date. He's wee. Get, she's five foot eight. That's a, five foot eight is a wonderful height for a woman. She, she'd make a six foot one bloke very, very happy. Very happy. Oh eight four five nine four double five five double five. Let's throw it over to you, dear listener. What should Sophie do? Is it ever acceptable for women to be taller than their men? If you're a woman and your husband, your boyfriend is shorter than you, could you give me a call and let me know how badly it's going? Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. On the M25, anti-clockwise, one lane's closed at Junction 14 for Heathrow Terminal 4 because some fuel is spilt on the road after a lorry broke down. There are queues on the approach back to Junction 17 for Maple Cross. Also, the M1 London bound is slow going between the Junction 10 for Luton and 9 for Redbourne. The A1M southbound very heavy between the Stevenage Junctions 8 and 7. Also on the speed sensors in Harpenden, Luton Road, very heavy, heading towards the Kidneywood roundabout. Public transport has no reported problems. I'm Alice Glossop, BBC Three Counties Radio. Across beds, hearts and bugs. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. It's half past seven, I'm Lee Agnew. The headlines, EasyJet has agreed a ten-year deal with London Luton Airport, which could see them more than double their size. The airline says it would create two and a half thousand new jobs. Police have launched an investigation following the death of a detainee at Yarlswood Immigration Centre in Bedfordshire. It suggested the 40-year-old woman may have suffered a heart attack after complaining of feeling unwell for several days. The Barnfield Federation has submitted proposals about its future following a damning report into the the way it ran academies in the college in Luton. It was criticised for financial mismanagement and for claiming money for students it had no evidence of teaching. The weather will be dry and bright with increasing clouds throughout the day. Top temperatures around 7 degrees Celsius. That's 45 degrees Fahrenheit. Three Counties Sports. BBC Three Counties Radio. Hertfordshire's Lewis Hamilton led from pole position to win the second Grand Prix of the season in Malaysia. Nico Rosberg finished second, while Sebastian Vettel in the Red Bull came third. I just kind of lost for words, really. I'm just ecstatic. You know, what a great weekend for the team. I'm also uh, really grateful after particularly a difficult weekend in in, uh, Australia. To see all the work um, that the team have done to to get us here today, I'm I'm really proud, firstly, of, of being a part of the team. I'm really proud of all the hard work that's gone into it and um, and I'm really happy with just the way today went. Liverpool are two points clear at top of the Premier League after winning 4-0 at home to Tottenham. Liverpool manager Brendan Rodgers praised his players following their eighth win in a row. The job now is to analyse West Ham. They have a game against Sunderland and then we'll prepare next week and get ready for, for next weekend because that'll be a tough game for us. But it's eight games in a row now and that, that takes some going at this level and all the applause you've got to give to the players because they've been incredible and, and they're focused to, to win the next game and that's our objective. Stevenage remain in the League One relegation zone following their one-all home draw on Saturday. Borough's keeper Steve Arnold suffered a knee injury during the warm-up. And manager Graham Wesley is in a challenging position trying to find a replacement. I haven't, I haven't checked, the, checked the rules. Um, I would suspect that uh, we're going to be looking into the, the youth structure to see what uh, what's available rather than... Uh, rather than going back out into the, the loan market. I don't think there's an emergency uh, situation that's possible, but I, I don't know the answer. 
Finally, England's women are into the semi-finals of the 2020 Cricket World Cup, beating Sri Lanka by seven wickets. England's men take on the Netherlands at half past ten this morning. That's BBC Three Counties News and Sport. More at eight o'clock. Call 08459 455 555. BBC Three Counties Radio. So, it's been confirmed uh, to me this weekend that Lewis Hamilton is an idiot. Uh, you mean um, Hertfordshire's Lewis Hamilton? Yeah, he's an idiot. Why, why? Why? Why are you saying this? I'll tell you why. Okay? Tell me. You give me your thoughts on this, OK? So I was listening to Five Live at uh, five o'clock in the morning on Sunday. And Lewis Hamilton was on there. This was before his race in Malaysia. OK, now why is Malaysia in the papers at the moment? Because of the aeroplane that's disappeared. Correct. Lewis Hamilton says, he was in pole position at, at the starting line, and he said, uh, I really hope that I win this race, because if I do... I'm going to dedicate it to everybody who's lost on that plane and all of their families. That, and he, he said this, this is a quote. Don't say this beforehand. There's a tip. Yeah. He, he said, that would be the coolest thing. I'm thinking, no, it wouldn't. The coolest thing would be if someone found the aeroplane. A millionaire winning a, a rich sporting event for millionaires and then dedicating it to 239 people who are dead and their families. There's nothing cool about that. That's patronising and self-aggrandising. Why would you try and... Why would you link your millionaire lifestyle to the misery of hundreds of other people? So, hence, an idiot. Did he win? Yes, he did. And did he... Well, I'm guessing he did, which is nice. But still, I mean, what ridiculous th- thing to have said. Ridiculous. Oh, eight four five nine four double five five double five. Lots to talk about this morning. Lots to talk about. Let's go through some of them. We just had a call there from Sophie, not her real name. She's five foot eight. Normal height for a woman, I suggest. She went out with someone who claims to be five foot nine, but actually... He was two inches shorter than her. Is it ever acceptable for women to be taller than their menfolk? I don't think it is. We all know, we all, we all like to think of equal rights and equality and, you know, gays can get married now and all of these things. But when it comes to height, we're still all heightest, rightfully so. That's one thing they, the government can't change. I think past your teens, it does become a factor. It does become a factor. 08459 455 555. We're also talking about special powers. A little bit disappointed with some of the special power calls we've had. We're talking about we've had some very, very, very crazy and freaky stories. Well, they've, 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 Gary guessed some numbers. So we talk about that. And also, uh, front page of the Daily Mail, births to mums over 50 is soaring. The number of women well, over no. 50... Sorry? Soaring. Well, it's doubled. In comparison to... The number of women over 50 who are having babies has more than doubled in five years. We, let's not go into the statistics too much, because they start from a very low point. Yeah, so it'll undermine the whole point of talking about Exactly. It. But I think older parents... I just don't. I, I don't think it works. I think it's selfish. I think it's selfish to do it. I think depending on the case, an older parent can have different gifts. Yeah, like Werther's Originals. Like, no, like time. Yeah. Money. Well, yeah, not much time. They've accumulated a bit more wisdom. You're not growing up with the children. You're not forced into that trap where you've had the children, then you realise that you have to work. Asthma. Bad. Bad leg. Put them into childcare. And you Arthritis. Never see them. Those are some of the gifts they've got. It doesn't work. It's selfish. Oh eight four five nine, four double five five double five is the uh, telephone number. Uh, Sharon says, Ian, it's only ac- the only time it's acceptable to go out with a shorter man is if he is very very rich, like Rod Stewart. Rod Stewart is tiny. He is tiny. Eccleston, and though Mick Jagger is now up for grabs, oh Sharon, no amount of wealth would be acceptable. Ugh. Yuck. 
08459 455 555 is the telephone number. Now, EasyJet has agreed a 10-year deal with London Luton Airport, which could see it more than double its size there. The airline says the expansion will create 2,500 new jobs and boost passenger numbers from 4 to 9 million a year. Well, at the end of last year, the council, which has a stake in the airport, approved increasing the number of passengers using London Luton uh, to 18 million a year subject. I can't call it London Luton. I'm sorry. I know. I know it is, but I can't call it London. It's Luton Airport. Subject to the backing of the Secretary of State. Well, Richard Stay is a central Bedfordshire councillor representing villages to the west of Luton, which lie under the flight path. This has got to be good for uh, local business, hasn't it, Richard? Morning, Ian. I'm, I'm with you there. I'm, I call it Luton Airport as well, because uh, that's what it is. Um, yes, um, I, I, I have to say that the economic uh, benefits to the whole of South Bedfordshire and North Hertfordshire are significant, and the airport is a really good place uh, to create more jobs. can't disagree. It, there must be... I'm assuming there are some people who are upset by the prospect of this, though. Um, and and that, that is the flip side of the same coin. Yeah. The, the, this, this planning application, which was approved by Luton Borough Council, um, and let's remember they make £24 million a year out of the airport, um, so one might argue that they're not, not exactly unbiased in their approach to uh, an airport, but um, this is a massive, wasted opportunity to sort out night noise, and that is the one issue that people who ah. are affected by aircraft is night noise, and this should have been sorted out. It's the only air- airport in the area and the whole of uh, the London area that has uh, virtually unrestricted night operations, and that is what um, upsets people that live in the area. Ah, and, and this, uh, these new plans, these proposals, they don't do anything to accommodate for that? Well, the point I made to the planning um, committee that, um, that, that, that looked at this um, was that, that we, we buy into the economic benefits, we buy into the new jobs, we think this is a massively welcome boost to the economy, but this is an opportunity to stop the unacceptable levels of night noise which do interrupt people's sleep. And that is the one issue which I'm really, really sorry has not been sorted out. It's a tough one, this, isn't it? Because you're right, there are, there are two sides to this coin. My, I do have sympathy, some sympathy, for people that have been living in these villages since, I don't know, the 1950s or some, 1940s, before uh, the airport w- was there, or certainly the size is. But I don't have any sympathy, I don't think, for people who've moved there in recent years. They, they, they knew what to expect, surely, and, and, and if you move near an airport, hey, guess what? It's going to be noisy. Yeah, I don't, I mean, that's a fair enough point. I don't think anybody's complaining about the airport being there. And I think I've been I've tried to be really fair and say that this is a really good thing to have in mm. terms of economic benefit and investment. But it's the night noise issue. Yeah. Heathrow, for example, they don't have night flights. Uh, Gatwick, Stansted uh, all have restrictions on night operations. Now, Luton Airport, to be fair, does apply some uh, lower noise restrictions themselves onto um, um, planes that take off and land at night. But this was a opportunity to have proper control put on night noise. And that is the issue which the vast majority of people who are impacted by noise really do want to happen. Richard, thank you for putting your uh, point across. I appreciate that. That's Richard Stay, Central Bedfordshire councillor, representing the villages to the west of Luton, which lie under the flight path. Well, what do you think about this proposed expansion? Uh, in terms of the number of uh, aircraft, the number of flights, the number of passengers. 08459 455 555. It has to be a good idea, doesn't it? Progress. It's progress and it's growth. 
and it will bring more people into the area and more business. And, and that's what we want, isn't it? And sure, if you were living in a, in a village, you know, before the airport was built, I can kind of see why you'd have a beef. But if you've moved there in the last, what, 10, 15, 20 years, I don't have any sympathy for you. You've moved near an airport. Airports are never going to stay the same. Oh, wait, 459, 455, 555. It's almost impossible, isn't it, to uh, be upset by this proposed expansion. Well, Justin Dealey has... Uh, you've been at the airport this morning, Justin, is that yeah, right? that's right. And uh, are you feeling OK this morning, by the way? Because uh, you're talking a lot of sense here today. <laughs> what you mean is, yeah. Justin, I'm, I'm spouting the kind of normal right-wing claptrap <laughs> that you come out with. Uh, you, uh, you agree with me, is what you mean. No, I do, absolutely. I mean, if you go to a village such as, uh, such as Breachwood Green, which is very near to Toulouse Airport, some people, only a very, very few, uh, have been there before the airport. The yep. majority of people have moved in since I... I met a family last year who moved into that village and they're now complaining about the noise, saying it's too loud. Well, surely if you did your research in the first place, you would know that you're on a flight path yeah. to a very, very busy airport. So this morning, in I've been up to uh, Luton Airport finding out what people think about these expansion plans. Here's what people had to say. Well, it's good news for the town. Of course it is. More, more people coming in, more aircraft. Aircraft. Now, you're somebody who lives, what, 10 miles away from yeah. the airport, so you're fairly local. Have you got any sympathy for, for local people who may complain and may suffer with the increase in noise? No, not really. I've got no sympathy for them. Morning, Sean. You're flying out of Luton Airport this morning with EasyJet. So where are you heading off to? I'm going to Tel Aviv. Very nice, too. So um, what's your thoughts on EasyJet expanding here at Luton Airport? Can you see anything negative with that whatsoever? Uh, only really the noise, like you've said, for the locals, and um, but it should be a good thing. Have you got any sympathy for those people who do live near an airport and then complain about the noise? Um, not really, because, like I said, I live near an airport and it doesn't bother me. I get fighter jets going over my house because I live near a, a fighter jet factory, so... Um, yeah, I quite like it, to be honest. Again, somebody here at Luton Airport this morning. EasyJet expanding here at the airport. Is that great news for the town? Good news for the town. Brings extra business to the town. So, and there yeah. could be somebody who says, well, hang on, we can hear a plane in the background. With all these extra planes, it's going to be too noisy for the locals. What would you say about that? Uh, I wouldn't like it to be noisy for the locals, as long as the flight times stay sort of similar. You know, not starting early in the morning and stuff. It should be fine. Because whenever you uh, expand, then you're going to get more noise. And that's one of the unfortunate things that goes with it. If you've, if you've got an airport close to a, a big town or city, then you're going to get noise. Mind you, you're flying out today. You're not from the local area. You don't think about those local people when you're booking your flights, do you? No, but we live right by Gatwick, so we have the same issue there. It's just we've had to come to Luton because uh, that's what that's where the flight goes from. And what's the noise like at Gatwick, then? Is, is it horrendous? Where we live, no. There's no problem at all. We're not on the flight plan, so it doesn't matter. Mm. But those people you know that, that are on that flight path, how bad can it get for them? Uh, uncomfortable. Uh, it's very unfortunate if you already live there, uh, but for anyone new going to the area, then that's one of the issues that you have to take into account. So you can feel slightly then for the people here in Bedfordshire who might be affected by this? Of course, yes. Justin, uh, thank you very much for that. We'll speak to you later on about special powers. Is that yeah, all right? Yeah, looking forward to it. Thank yeah, you. A little bit of spooky mystery coming up on the show. Justin Dealey, thank you very much uh, indeed. Karen's in Dunstable. Morning, Karen. Morning. Karen, what have you got for me? So, you earlier you made a quite a derogatory comment about sleeping with a lady who was taller than you. Yes, um, in what way is it derogatory? Descriptive, I thought. No, I would say it was derogatory. But what, what did I say that was derogatory? Remind me. 
Well, no, that's so you said about um, all she was was back and No, nope, didn't, didn't say that. I said there was a lot of back and a lot of shoulders, which there was. Yeah. Big, big back, yeah. big soldiers, not derogatory, descriptive. Okay. I, right, we'll agree to disagree. Have you got a big back? No, what I'm trying to go back to was about the height Appropriate thing. word, yes. So you were saying that you felt that you couldn't go out or a woman shouldn't go out with a man shorter than her. Yeah, it's disgusting. What happens... It's disgusting. What happens when a woman is six foot four? Don't you think she's narrowing the field? Well, yeah, so she is. Essentially, you're being disrespectful by saying oh, the six foot four Karen. shouldn't be able to go out with with a short man. Karen, how tall are you? Five foot eight. How tall are you, Karen? Four. Right, okay. I'm not being disrespectful. You just got a chip on your shoulder. I haven't got a chip on my shoulder. Well, it shoulder. sounds like you've got a chip on your ample side. shoulder. No, I haven't got a chip on my shoulder. It's society being very narrow-minded by saying they can't go out with shorter So people. do you go out with wee men, wee men then? Uh, not wee men, but I have gone out with a shorter man, and I've gone out with a taller man, and my current boyfriend is, is shorter than me, only by an inch. There you go, only by an inch. So you could, could you go out with a five-foot-eight man? Yeah, but why should society tell us what we should and shouldn't do? Because it's weird. Yeah, but I've gone out with taller men and I've been followed round supermarkets because he's taller, because he's six foot eight. I follow tall men. Do you know what? I follow tall men because it's very rarely I get to... This is true. It's very rarely I get to meet a man that's taller than me. So I quite often, if I see one that's taller than me, I'll go and stand by him and get my wife to take a photo. But Tony, that, that's really unfair, and that's rude. I have that all the time, and I think, uh, why can't people come up to me and say, I think you're fascinating because you're tall? Oh, yeah, because that why wouldn't be I weird. Karen, that wouldn't no, be weird. People come up to you and go, oh, you're tall, I think that. you're fascinating. I have that. You They're not thinking fascinating. Someone. Yeah, but you wouldn't go up to someone uh, and go, oh, aren't you fat? But you go up well, to someone and you stare at them. Yeah. You know, you don't be stare. It's a, it, you know, you shouldn't go up to people. People and take photographs of them. We shouldn't, but you know, we do. We do. And you do, but that's problem. Society, people, society are getting bigger and larger and taller. Yeah. But why is there not an acceptance about it? Why is there always derogatory comments? Well, no, hang on. There's no der- describing someone as having a lot of back and shoulder. That's not derogatory. It's description. Well, she had, okay. She had Bye. a big back. There was a lot of back and shoulder. Would you want me to dis- would you want me to lie and say there was a tiny back? No, but I just don't think it's very nice. I'm surprised you didn't pick up on the line me saying it was like being in bed with a bear. Well, that was that was worse. Oh yeah, but it's all that whole comment about how you were describing that woman was rude. In your opinion. Yes. Yeah, yeah in your right, opinion. My opinion. Like your opinion. Yeah, your you your, your opinion happens city. your opinion happens to be wrong this time. Oh, okay. By you, not necessarily by everybody else. You have the capability of putting your opinion across on the radio. And you, so, so I do you. Go back and say yes. That's why I phoned you. Well, you've done it. Good. I would say just chill out a bit. Thank you. You're All very right. welcome. Ta ta. All right then. See you later. Bye. There we go. Oh, eight four five nine. I think we ended as friends. Did we end as friends? Was that was that an ending as friends? No. Ah. <laughs> Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. On the M25, anti-clockwise, there are queues after a lorry broke down earlier and some fuel spilt on the road around Junction 14 for Heathrow Terminal 4. Those queues going back to Junction 17 for Maple Cross. Also, the M1 at London bound still looking slow between Junction 10 for Luton and 9 for Redbourne. The A1M southbound struggling between the Stevenage junctions 8 and 7. 
Also on the speed sensors in Hitchin, the A505 and A602, both queuing as you head towards the centre of town. And at the Black Cat roundabout, the A1 southbound queuing back from St Neots. Public transport has no reported problems. I'm Alice Glossop, BBC Three Counties Radio. Alice, thank you very much. Right, 7.48, it's uh, BBC Three Counties Radio. These are your headlines. EasyJet is planning to double the number of planes it flies out of Luton Airport. Police are investigating the death of a woman at Yarlswood Detention Centre in Bedfordshire. Right, let's keep it short and brief. Let's get the... Uh, I'm not talking about height now, for goodness sakes. Give me a break, tiny people. Let's get the weather. Here's Elizabeth Rizzini. Beds, hearts and bucks weather. BBC Three Counties Radio. Hello, very good morning to you. Well, it's going to be another mild day today. Uh, we'll see some brightness, perhaps even some sunshine this afternoon. Until then, it's quite a cloudy picture. Watch out for one or two light showers in places as well. At least the winds are very light. Uh, we could be looking at top temperatures of up to 17 or 18 degrees Celsius today, 64 in Fahrenheit, so feeling nice and mild. And certainly most places will be dry. Overnight tonight, a few mist and fog patches forming, particularly over parts of Buckinghamshire, but a mild night to come. Quite a lot of cloud around again watch out for a few light showers in places perhaps the odd heavier one uh, particularly towards western areas but for the next couple of days there'll be variable amounts of cloud a little bit of brightness and sunshine and still feeling very mild as well temperatures again up to around 18 or 19 degrees on tuesday and on wednesday that's the forecast here Every weekday morning. The shop didn't want to give me them back, so I went to the shop, paid them a fee to get my cylinders back. The JVS Show fights for your rights and tackles your consumer problems. I went to speak to this company and I asked them what had happened. It took me absolutely ages to get through to anyone. If you need our help, email jvsshow at bbc.co.uk. After I left discussion about my cylinders, the, the governing body showed up at my house on the following day. And we could do the same for you. Thanks, Denise. And for the company for getting her cooker back up and running, here's your horn. The JVS Show. Weekday mornings from nine on BBC Three Counties Radio. Lots of comments on Facebook about special powers. Adrian Threlfall says, Ian has a special power. He can change my radio station in a morning to anything but Ian Lee. (laughs) (laughs) Jeremy Endersby says, Ian Lee's special powers have always been there, but if he turned his hearing aid on, he may hear there is someone at the other end with a different opinion to his own. Oh, hold on. He does. He cuts them off. (laughs) I don't cut them off. They're not listening anyway. They're not going to stay on there for hours and hours. There is a natural lifespan of the phone call. I don't cut them off. They come on and make... There is a... You tell me, uh, uh, Endersby and Threlfall, you tell me another radio station, another radio uh, uh, host who allows people to come on and, and basically come on and tell him he's rubbish. No, no one else lets people come on and say, oh, you know what, I think you're rubbish. I let them come on and put forward their ridiculous, Ill, ill-conceived thoughts. Don't I, Dennis? Good morning. You're always getting on, and you've got very little to contribute. Thank you. That's very nice. I was going to say something nice about you. Go on. I'm, I'm very happy that you're back, because last week it was it was too quiet. Justin Daly. Justin was lovely. Yeah. But he's, he's good. not like you. He's not a nosy sod who's poking his fingers into everything. Uh, well, you, you'd be surprised what he pokes his fingers into. Well, but however, that's beside the point. Be, be, and that's exactly beside the point. Uh, no, but Justin stepped in for me at very, very short notice, and I'm always okay. eternally grateful for him doing that. I was a little bit poorly, and he, he came in and he, he, did, uh, he did a cracking job, so I, I reckon. Well, I'm I didn't sorry that you were ill. No. I, thought, baby, I, I did send you a photograph. I know, I've got a letter here from you. Yeah. 
Ian. You spelt my name wrong, by the way. Never well, mind. I'm sorry. What, what other way is it doing it? There's a proper way. I-A-I-N. I-N? I-A-I-N. What did I put? I-A-N. Oh, well. Yeah. Never mind. There's different things, different ways. OK, carry on. <laughs> Last week, after a discussion about people who resembled animals, your crew decided that you resembled an animal with a single long finger. Yeah. Perhaps from your tendency to poke it into other people's business. Was that the reason? No. Yeah. OK. I thought you might like a copy of my irremovable digit to show you we have more in common than you think. We have nothing in common. I made this object at the time I was employed by BAE as a value engineer, where my main job where my main job was to convince newly qualified graduate engineers. What's it, engineers? Well, that's what you've written both times, engineer. Well, I put the wrong address on to start with. Good for you. That they were now in a commercial world and not still in the dreaming spires and attempts to... Your spelling is atrocious. I know, but can you read it? That's the main thing. And attempts to redesign the wheel or a perpetual motion machine were not appreciated. It usually took a couple of months to convince them I was serious and with a gentle reminder that the finger could be used to find if their brains really were in the backsides of the rear of the fot is my own interpretation of the uh, company logo. Brooks... Hey, I can't read that out on the radio. Basically, you've sent me a a picture of a wooden uh, finger, I'm assuming it's wood, a hand with the middle finger raised. That's right. Yeah, thanks very much for that. Well, that's all right. It was was there to just remind you that there are other ways of treating people. Yes. Anyway, I'm glad to have you back. I don't care what you argue about with people. At least the morning is alive. We've got a lot to talk about this morning, uh, Dennis. I'm going to run through the three main things with you, Okay. Yep. Um, have you ever had any psychic powers, any spooky moments? No. Ah, okay. Mums giving birth over the age of 50, what are your thoughts? Well, I, well, well, I don't know. I've never, I've never <sighs> tried it that, that late in life. Okay. Older, older, no, hang on, taller women and shorter men is wrong, isn't it? No. What? No, why should it be? Oh, it's disgusting. Well, why? What, in what, what respect? I don't want to look at that. Well, is your wife taller than you? Of course she's not. I wouldn't allow it. Well, I'll tell you what. Put it this way. At my age, I must be shrinking because my youngest granddaughter is an inch taller than me at the shoulders. Yeah, but you're not going out with her. No, I, well, I mean, I walk along your the gra- street, Your grandchildren are allowed to be taller than you. Your wife yeah, but, isn't. But, but then I've got three sons who are massive now, so I'm like a little boy when I go out with them. So they, they held me hand when I cross the bloody road now. Oh, Dennis, bless you. You're very sweet. It's nice to have you on the line. Thank you very much. Steve's in Colchester. Ah, morning, Steve. Morning. Steve, what would you like to say, sir? Uh, this height uh, issue. Yes. Are you, you, have you fallen eight. down a hole or something? I'm, There's an echo. I'm five foot six. Oh, I'm sorry to hear that. We've been married for 25 years. Yeah. Before that, we were engaged for 13 years. Oh. We've never, ever had a problem. It looks funny, doesn't it? No, not really. Oh. Did she not think it's a bit weird bending down to kiss a tiny man? Well, it's only two inches, isn't it? But it's still, those two inches are significant, Steve, if what I've been read in Cosmo is right. Well, it means I've got to tilt my neck backwards an inch, and she's got to tilt hers forwards. What's the difference? What's the problem in there? Oh, so you, you compromise? Yes, you know, it's two inches. Well, could you go out? We spoke to a woman um, who, had a, let's be honest, had a cob on. Could you go out with a six foot four woman? Yeah. What? And your missus wouldn't mind? Well, yeah, it's funny. Yeah, there we go. Steve, thank you very much indeed. Steve's a wee fella. His wife's normal height, and they get on okay. 
there's just something not quite right about it, isn't it? And it, it's easy for me to say I'm, I'm just under six foot three. I used to be six foot four. I used to be six foot four. And then I went for a health check a few years ago and they measured me. And she went, right, you're just under six foot three. I went, whoa, 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 hang on a second. I'm six foot four. Oh. And she laughed and she went, no, you're not. And I got her to measure me again. And she went, yeah, you're still just under six foot three. And this was in the morning when you're supposed to be taller in the morning. Yes, because you've relaxed all your things. Yeah, you've, you've, you've stretched out, hasn't it? So um, I'm, I'm shrinking. I am shrinking. I know because nice. I can get trousers that fit me better. Uh, but uh, uh, hello, girls. You mean lengthwise? trousers you steady you're tiny aren't you kelly yes do you like it when people come up to you and go oh you're so tiny no why because you look really cute though Aww. you look like a child yeah she's grown up thank you person well sometimes i think it's a bit rude why well it depends what i'm doing for them to say oh you're so small supposing you're like, in, um, if i'm trying to get something and they come over and say yeah. oh you're so small and yeah. then don't help i'm like Ugh. yeah if they just oh. meet me and they know me and they're like, you're small. What's interesting, Catherine, is she's talking, but I'm not listening. I'm just thinking, oh, she's so small. You could put her in a pocket and take her home. Carry on. Oh, that happens. Really? Yeah. OK. I wait oh, for... what, just a quick yeah, oh. while I'm here. Sorry. Um, if anyone's listening who works in a shop, what? you know the petite section, could you not put stuff up the top? Because it's just pointless. Do they do that? Yeah. That's funny. That's cruel. It's That's, not funny. That is very... It's like Jeremy Beadle owns the shop. <laughs> He's having a laugh at your expense. Thank you very much, Kelly Betts. 08459 455 555 is the telephone number if you want to give us a call with your thoughts on that. And I'm not having a go at big women. I'm not having a go at tiny men. It's just not right, is it? It's just not right. And, of course, if you are a six-foot-four woman, then you, you have to compromise and you, you have to do things that perhaps you wouldn't want to do. And that, that means going out with shorter men, and that's fine. And there's nothing wrong with six-foot-four women. They're beautiful, statuesque, wonderful creatures. Kelly, you're shaking your head. You, dis- you disagree with that, do you? Do you disagree with that? I was nodding. No, the nod is no. the up and down. The shake oh, is, is the it? side got, to side. That's the wrong. negative. Yeah. I got them wrong. Like, left and right, I sometimes get them confused. Right, OK. Okay. 08459 455 555 is the telephone number. If you are a, a tiny man going out with a tall woman, how, do, how, how does that work? And do you get funny looks in the street? And if you're a, a, a taller woman... And by the way, this isn't me that brought this subject up. This isn't me being sizes. This was our caller, Sophie, who'd been on a blind date. She's five foot eight. The gentleman she was with claimed to be five foot nine. Yet he was two inches t- shorter than her. And she wanted to know, is it OK for a taller woman to go out with a shorter man? I mean, if you're into that kind of stuff, yeah, pe- there are lots of people into all freaky kinds of stuff. I just personally think it's a little bit odd. 08459 455 555. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. Let's get the travel news now. It's Alice Glossop. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. On the M25, anti-clockwise there are queues after a lorry broke down earlier at Junction 14 for Heathrow Terminal 4. The hard shoulder is still closed there, um, but the queues are going back to Junction 17 for Maple Cross. That's adding to the normal delays that are in place there between Junction 21 for the M1 and 16 for the M40. Then the M1 itself, London bound, slow going between junction 10 for Luton and 9 for Redbourne. On the speed sensors in Little Haddon, the A120 is queuing towards the centre of town from Bishop Stortford. And also the A5, very slow in both directions around Dunstable. Public transport has no reported problems. I'm Alice Glossop, BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you, Alice. 
Lynn from Hemel has texted in. Ian, my cousin, is six inches taller than her husband. Oh, my goodness. Happily wed for 40 years. Don't be so shallow. I don't think it's shallow. It's just, it's just common sense, isn't it? Let's get the news. Here's Lee. Local and vocal across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. It's eight o'clock, the headlines. EasyJet plans expansion at London Luton Airport. Hertfordshire Fire Service to cut back on false alarm call-outs and a new inquest begins into the Hillsborough disaster. BBC Three Counties Radio. EasyJet has agreed a ten-year deal which could see them more than double their size at London Luton Airport. Conservative councillor Richard Stay represents villages to the west of Luton under the flight path. He says it's good news for the local economy but says there must be restrictions. This is a massive wasted opportunity to sort out night noise and this should have been sorted out it's the only airport in the area and the whole of uh, the London area that has uh, virtually unrestricted night operations and that is what um, upsets people that live in the area. The Barnfield Federation has submitted proposals about its future following a damning report into how it ran academies in the college in Luton. It was criticised for financial mismanagement and for claiming money for students it had no evidence of teaching. Speaking earlier this month, Skills Minister Matthew Hancock said the government was still considering its options. We are absolutely clear that we will look at the options and we'll make a decision in the future based on what is best for students. That decision hasn't been taken yet and what matters is improving the education of students and potential students um, at Barnfield and in the surrounding area. Hertfordshire Fire Service says it won't be responding to automatic fire alarms in factories and offices during the daytime. It follows a growing number of call-outs to false alarms. Pam Charman from the Federation of Small Businesses in Hertfordshire says it's disappointing, but she can understand why the changes have been made. People have spent money in good faith on alarm systems, and if they're not doing the job they're supposed to do then that does make life a bit difficult for everybody. So I hope we can get this sorted out with a bit of cooperation all round. A new inquest into how 96 Liverpool fans died at Hillsborough in 1989 will open today. Verdicts of previous inquests were quashed two years ago when a report revealed multiple failures by the emergency services contributed to the death toll. Former Liverpool manager Kenny Dalgleish says the families need answers. For the players, yeah, we were there. We, We experienced it. Many, many other people experienced it, but their experiences were a lot worse than ours. What about the people, the families, the mothers, the fathers that were on television, watching on television? What a horrible experience that must have been. Tributes are being paid to the actress Kate O'Mara, who's died at aged 74. She first came to prominence in Hammer Horror Films and went on to appear in the soap opera Dynasty. In sport, Hertfordshire's Lewis Hamilton led from pole position to win the Malaysian Grand Prix. Sebastian Vettel came third in the Red Bull behind Nico Rosberg, who helped Mercedes claim first and second place. The weather will be dry and bright with increasing cloud throughout the day. Top temperatures around 7 degrees Celsius. That's 45 degrees Fahrenheit. You can get the latest news and sport online at bbc.co.uk slash three counties. BBC Three Counties Radio's big tour of Bed. 
Beds, Hearts and Bucks. It's a lovely place to live. You've got the river in front of you. It's all about where you live. I personally can't say a bad thing about it. And all this week, we're featuring Shefford and Chicksands. Surrounded by wildlife, with lovely vistas to look at. It's a really friendly, lovely place to come to. The big tour of Beds, Hearts and Bucks. BBC Three Counties Radio. This is Ian Lee, BBC Three Counties Radio. Lots to talk about this morning. Some serious, some not quite so serious. We'll be getting an update on Barnfield, a story we've been following, well, quite a lot for a long time now. We're also asking, taller women and shorter men? No, it's, it's just not right, is it? Mum's over 50. And special spooky powers, Yes. I wasn't a believer until this morning. Justin Dealey and I had, uh, well, it's being described as uh, a coffee phenomenon. A coffee phenomenon. It's not bad. It's not bad. Anyway, if you want to take part in the show, facebook.com forward slash bbc3cr. You can uh, send me a text, 81333, start your text 3CR. Or you can give me a call, 08459 455555. Across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. Now, it's a story we've been following uh, for, for quite a while here on BBC Three Counties Radio. The fortunes of the Bedfordshire-based Barnfield Federation, which runs a number of academies and colleges across the county. Well, the firm's had a rocky ride over the last six months or so, having been the subject of two government reports criticising the way it was run and highlighting a number of financial irregularities. Well, Barnfield Federation had until Friday to tell the government what it was going to do to turn things around. Luton MP Gavin Shuker joins me in the studio. Morning, Gavin. Good morning. I'll come to you in a second, if I may. I just Paul Scorin's political reporter, has been following this closely. For those who've missed this, Paul, give us a bit of background. What exactly has been going on? Well, there was a government report into the Federation, which runs a number of uh, academy chains. Well, it runs... A number of academies also has the college uh, and several other sort of institutions. Um, whistleblowers led to a, uh, a couple of government reports being uh, written and they were published last month, fairly critical, uh, talked about millions of pounds worth of uh, wasted money uh, and also sort of overspends million pound claims for students that couldn't prove it had taught, um, deep sort of uh, structural problems within the organisation uh, and really it was then given a month to go away and uh, and get its house in order and to submit those plans to the government. That deadline was Friday. Uh, I've got confirmation from Barnfield and from the government that uh, that has been done indeed, that the, uh, the the sort of proposals have now been submitted. I don't know what they are though, Ian. They won't tell us. They won't tell Will us. Will they? Well, well, Gavin, let, let's ask you. you. You've been calling for a debate in Parliament over this. We don't know what they've suggested, what they've submitted. Do, do you know? Have they told you? No, we haven't seen the formal plans. I... They were asked, obviously, to submit a number of different options, including the breakup of the federation, uh, including taking the college out and leaving the schools behind. Now, my uh, gut feeling, actually, is that governor, uh, government ministers are considering that really strongly as right. an option. So we could be looking at a change in the structure of Barnfield, including breaking away some elements. And, and that, would be, that would be hugely significant, wouldn't it, of course? It would. I mean, if you look at Luton over the last ten years or so, we've had an outstanding uh, College of Further Education at Barnfield College, uh, and, of course, the sixth form as well, which covers uh, most of the students across the town. 
Uh, now, in recent years, I think the focus on the college has slipped away, uh, and certainly Ofsted have downgraded its assessment of the college. So my key test on this, I suppose, is what is best for Luton's learners, and mm. that may actually be a split. So you're saying that the government are keen for this to happen. We don't know if Barnfield have put this in their plans, though, do we, that, that they submitted on Friday? I think from uh, the tone of the letter and the d- tone of discussions I've had with ministers and otherwise, I think that will have been submitted right. as an option. But, again, it points to the basic point that we keep on coming back to. Mm. Barnfield could answer that question and they're not. It does seem disappointing, doesn't it, that, that Dame, Dame Jackie Fisher, the uh, new head of Barnfield, isn't commenting publicly on this. They're not talking to you. Uh, you know, obviously a very concerned MP. What do you make of that? They're silence. Well, I haven't met uh, Dame Jackie yet. I've certainly offered to meet. Uh, because I think it's really important that we understand what her plans are. She comes uh, from a education background and um, has done some very interesting things in the North East before. She will want to get things back on an even mm. keel. But my argument is pretty simple, actually. Until we can establish the truth of what's gone on here, and there were um, outstanding, uh, outrageous uh, accusations made at the time at Barnfield, we can't draw a line under this and we can't plan for the future. So we do need action and we need action quickly. And you, you mentioned a key thing here that I think sometimes gets lost in the debate. This is all about, this is ultimately about the pupils and, and the, the, the children and the families that, that are part of this. Yeah, that's absolutely right. And there are many parents still uh, of uh, students across the town who are scratching their heads going, hang on a minute, we've been through this process, the accusations were made, a report was published, government ministers have called for action, and yet we still don't know what's gone on there. Now that's really concerning, because until you do that, you can't move on. Here in Luton, we have a desperate need for training young people in, in skills to get great careers. You know, we're talking about the easier expansion. Uh, today, you know, there are employers that want to work here, mm. but they need skilled young people coming up and coming through. Barnfield can do that at its college site. Uh, but it needs a firm foundation to go on. You're calling for a debate in Parliament over this. Do we know when when this is going to happen? And can it actually achieve anything? I think it can for two reasons. Um, First of all, obviously, government ministers are held to account in the Commons in a way that even on, on the three counties, you know, which is a fantastically in, you know, forensic programme. I like this Yeah, guy. I know. I'm pretty good at this, right? Uh, uh, they have to answer those questions. Yeah. And secondly, of course, we're covered by parliamentary privilege. Now, there are aspects of this story that have not been told, uh, but probably need to come out. And um, I do think it's important that in Parliament we, we raise those concerns. Mm. Well, this story is, we keep thinking we're getting close to the end and it just seems to rumble on and on and on, doesn't it? Yeah, and indeed the people that we're trying to talk to um, seem to have shut up shop now. We've had the, you know, Barnfield have have firmly slammed the door now. Sir Peter Burkett... They were were in the past, they were being quite cooperative with us, weren't they? They were very proactive at the very beginning uh, of the investigation when they came on the programme. You had a very long interview uh, with uh, the the, the sort of joint CEO of the organisation. And Sir Peter Burkett was was going to come on the show a few weeks ago and he pulled out literally at the last last minute, didn't he? Yeah, yeah, he pulled out at uh, four o'clock in the morning. Um, And and uh, citing uh, a, a clause in his uh, severance contract that would have prevented him from speaking. So, and subsequent, you know, follow-up contact with him has, has now ceased. So, I, I, I mean, I think we are sort of at the stage where we now await the government's decision and whether or not that uh, that mm. is before or after uh, the debate that Gavin Shuka sort of has proposed, we will wait to see. I mean, w- what's your sort of sense on that? Is that any decision going to come before you have this discussion? I would imagine that 
uh, decisions will be made fairly quickly mm. off the back of this, and they need to be. If you think about the next academic year, it's come around very quickly. We've only got maybe a term to get these plans into place before September, and there are people applying right now to mm. colleges and otherwise who don't know who the sponsors are going to be of those academies, who don't know who the governance structure is going to be at those colleges. So it's important to do, and I think we will get a, a verdict fairly soon. At that point, I think Barnfield will need to answer some questions. Mm. I think it's worth pointing out, and this is something that Barnfield always do point out to us, is that this investigation at no stage dealt with the academic uh, uh, quality of teaching. It was purely about finances, it was purely about structure. Ofsted obviously deal with that, and as we've seen, you know, from, uh, from the college and several of the other academies in some instances, they have gone up and down in sort of the way that they've been graded. But uh, Barnfield are clear to to us last week. They were saying, well, we have the highest-ranked school and the third-highest-ranked school in Luton at the moment. You know, our academic uh, qualities aren't in question. That said, uh, I think we should say that we, on the programme, have had uh, uh, various whistleblowers come to us with concerns about Mm. the nature of the way that that, that those were being taught. And I I do wonder whether or not that is something that... that Gavin Chuka's debate may pick up on because that's certainly stuff that we've not actually been able to go fully into because of legal problems. Mm. Absolutely and there have been many concerns over a number of years around the stripping out of teachers and teaching quality particularly at the college um, under Sir Pete's leadership which I think is having a real effect mm. on the students that are coming through right now. Now that's a problem for a town like Luton. We've got fantastic young people who need to get trained and developed and if if, I'm not saying this is what happened, but if there was a mindset of stripping resource out of the college in order to get the grades up elsewhere in the Federation, that's a real concern and it's very short-sighted. Well, Dame Jackie Fisher, Sir Peter Burkett, I, I suggest, you know, come and talk to us and tell us what what has been going on and what you plan to do about it. 08459 if you're listening. Gavin, I was saying it's nice to have you on and you say all the right things. The first thing you said as you came in is, why have you got me in at this ridiculous time in the morning? It's ten past eight, for goodness yeah, sakes, but, man. But see, I'm going to be up voting at 10pm tonight, aren't I, oh. my friend? Oh, you see? Me. And you, you, you say you've got a young baby. How old's your baby? Uh, she's ten months. Ten months. And you, you're right, when the clocks change, the, the kids don't understand it. They've got, they got no idea at no. all. You know, they just go by the sun. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's very primitive with children, isn't it? Gavin, nice to see you. Paul Scoins, thank my, you very much. My cat was freaking out at four o'clock. <laughs> <laughs> Well, find me to, to, to take part in that. Thanks for that. It, it doesn't, I'm afraid, Paul, no. But thank you ever so much for trying. OK. Thank you very much, gentlemen. Ta-ta. 08459 455 555 is the phone number if you want to give us a call. You can text me as well. Lots of texts on um, taller women and shorter men. Barry in Hemel says, You keep claiming, claiming to be over six foot, yet having seen you on the telly, I would say you look about five foot six inches. Or five to six inches, and on my small set, is he saying five? Is he he's saying five foot six? I think is he. I don't understand. I think so. Maybe he's watching you on a really small telly though. Five? No, I'm 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 six foot three, just under Barry. For goodness sakes, Jane in Luton says. Um, uh, morning, Ian. Talking about women being taller than men. My friend is five foot ten. Her husband is five foot four. It doesn't worry her. She said that they are all the same size laying down. Uh, and Dave from Luton says, Ian, please, can you ask Kelly to... Though, s- Sorry? I'm just saying, you spend more of your life standing up, though, don't you? <laughs> well, I mean, it dep- after a while. In the, in the early days, no, but... In the end, it's going to make a difference. Dave from Luton says, can you ask Kelly to sing the Oompa Loompa song? Oh. Oh. You can yeah. refuse. I always have to sing this. Can, can I refuse? Of course you can, you're a human I being. I have known that throughout my life. But sing it now and then refuse next time. OK. Oompa Loompa 
Da, 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 da. What is it? Oh, for goodness sakes. Women should never be bigger than their other half. It just looks wrong. I agree with you. Dave, at last. Someone speaking sense. It looks wrong to who? To society. If you're the man, you can't see it. And if you're the woman, you can't see him. Listen, I applauded when the gays could get married at the weekend. I cheered. Well done, the men. Well done, the women. One of them's going to be taller than the other. One thing... What well, Ah... One thing I will not tolerate and I will never applaud is mixed marriages in as much as the woman is taller, the gentleman is smaller. It's just not right. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. Queues ongoing on the M25 anti-clockwise after a lorry broke down earlier and some fuel was spilt across the road at Junction 14 for Heathrow Terminal 4. The queues are going back to Junction 17 for Maple Cross, which are adding to the normal delays that are there between Junction 21 for the M1 and 16 for the M40. The M1 London bound looking very heavy at the moment around the Toddington services. Also on the speed sensors in Hitchin, the A505 and A602 both queuing as you approach the centre of town. In Chesant, the A10 southbound are heavy going between Turnford and Waltham Cross. Public transport has no reported problems. I'm Alice Glossop, BBC Three Counties Radio. Alice, thank you very much. Right, it's 8.16. It's Monday the 31st of March. I'm Ian Lee. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. EasyJet is planning to double the number of planes it flies out of Luton Airport. Hertfordshire Fire Service says it won't respond to automatic fire alarms at shops and offices during the daytime. And a new inquest begins today into the Hillsborough disaster. The weather will be bright and warm this morning, turning cloudy this afternoon. BBC Three Counties Radio. Nick Coffer on BBC Three Counties Radio. Have had a bit of murder and death, particularly local murder and death from the 19th century. I mean, one of the crimes in the book, I think there's a potential there for miscarriage of justice. Here until three o'clock this afternoon. More great music to come in the next two and a half hours. Every once in a while, I like a little bit of epic on this programme. Nick Coffer. Today I'm just outside of Aylesbury at Stoke Mandeville. I'm at Hula, which is an animal rescue centre in the paediatrics ward of the L&D Hospital. I'm in St Albans. Nick Coffer, weekdays from 12 on BBC Three Counties Radio. I've, I've solved um, JVS's phone in. You don't need to do that one now. I'm giving you the answer. Well, hang on. You say I've solved it. I've solved it. Yeah. I've just heard your opinion on it. You I know, mean, it's the right one. Oh, right. The answer's no. Oh, okay. The answer, you don't need to do it. You g- get, do what, something else. There's no problem even talking about it. Well, I mean. What if other people disagree with you? Well, they won't. Sensible people won't. Oh. I tell you what, okay, let's let's do a little test. Mm. You set it up, you do it, and then at nine o'clock we'll you see watch, people agree. You watch when you get no phone calls because everyone's going, Well yeah, fair play, the answer's no. Right. Okay. Let's let's hear but it. But people might No. They might not agree with you. No, they They might think you're talking boulder dash. They won't is it boulder dash or boulder dash? I don't know. Anyway, is it chomping or champing? Chomping. I think you can champ at the bit. No. That's like saying feel my wrath. Oh, no, 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 that's rock. That's an Americanism, exactly. rock. But I think champing and chomping, I think they are similar but different things. Really? Oh, wait, four, five, nine, four, double, five, five, double, five, champing or chomping, you decide. Uh, but I can tell you the answer to the question you're about to hear is no, but let's hear it. Okay. 
Would you mind if the government charged us £10 a month oh. to use the NHS? Hang on, you've changed the question. No, I haven't. Uh, the, I thought the question... No, hang on, let's time out. You said no. No, I thought... I've just... Uh, so you think it's perfectly acceptable, No, I it? thought the question was, should you be charged £10? Oh, I see, so it's a bit more complicated than you originally uh, presumed. Well, if, if we had uh, a presenter, we could ask a simple question. Right, go on then. Would you mind if the government charged us £10 a month to use the NHS? Yes. You've heard it first. Oh. Ian Lee says no. <laughs> Former Health Minister Lord Warner says the NHS is in decline and it's time we were charged £10 a month to keep it going. He's told the BBC that too many people are scared to tell the truth that the NHS no longer fits the country's needs and often offers bad value for money. A recent poll of 100 MPs shows that nearly half think there's no way the NHS can continue to be a free service. But the British Medical Association has made it clear today that they'd oppose any plan that would see patients charged monthly payments to access medical care. Well, from nine this morning, like Ian... I want oh. your opinion. Do you agree with Ian that it's perfectly acceptable oh, no. for the government to charge us £10 a month? to use the NHS? Or do you have a very different view? <laughs> 08459 555. Oh, you, you Vernon Smith me. I've been bamboozled by your wordplay. You well, yes. You're such a master of it. This is why you're so good. This right. is why you win decent awards, for goodness <laughs> sakes. You've, you've, turned, you've twisted my words and made me, made me argue against myself. So, just to clarify, yeah? you did say no. my answer uh, is no before we start. Uh, the question was, would you mind if the government charged us £10 a month uh, to use the NHS? Ian Lee says no. He's got me on a technicality. We'll see if other people think yes. Thanks very much. Across beds, hearts and bucks. This is Ian Lee. BBC Three Counties Radio. He's good. I don't know how he did it, but he did it. I don't know how he did it. But he did it. Hey, EasyJet has agreed a 10-year deal with London Luton Airport, which could see it more than double its size there. The airline says the expansion will create 2,500 new jobs and boost passenger numbers from 4 to 9 million a year. Who could disagree with that? It's a great idea, isn't it? Isn't it? 08459 455 555. Well, Paul Harris is the chair of Decorum Green Party. Paul, even you can't uh, argue against this, can you? I certainly can. I think it would be a complete disaster for this area, basically. When they say this area, I'm talking about the three counties, obviously West Hertfordshire, North Hertfordshire, and Luton itself. Tell me why. Because it leads to a, a gigantic increase in air and noise pollution. We already know the effects of uh, air pollution on people who are suffering with asthma, respiratory diseases. And when you think of the town of Luton itself, it sits in a bowl, which is perfect for the, for the build-up of air pollution. And also we know the seriousness of global warming now and increasing these kind of flights. It's absolutely ridiculous. Well, I mean, we, we don't, we, do, we know, do we know for sure that, that, that it's flights that are increasing global warming? If they play a major factor, they will. And because do, the we, do we know that definitely for well, sure? Yeah, because of the increase in air travel, they will play an increasing effect. I mean, there's a report in the Guardian paper today about the effect on food, future world uh, food supplies because of the seriousness now of global warming. Yeah, uh, but the, the, I, that, that report, if I'm right, uh, it says that global warming is 
happening, but it's it's definitely a, a, a natural phenomenon that's happening, and they're not sure of how much of it is man-made. Well, you'll find a 99.9% of scientists say that... But that, this, this report doesn't say that, does it? caused by a man, by, by the burning of fossil but fuel this report emissions. But this report doesn't say that, does it? Well, you'll find nearly every report says that. No, 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 I know, Paul. I like, no, but just I'm just to, saying that you'll find... Just you to clarify... You go to any, you go to any, uh, any scientific no, magazine... Just to clarify, Paul, you, yeah. you raised up this report, but this report doesn't say that global warming is necessarily man-made, I, does it? I would have said the headline in Thank the news, you. The headline in the newspaper. Have you read any other scientific report? Well, I mean, I'm reading the report that you, you, you yeah, flagged no, up I in the conversation. The, the, I just said the headline. You, you, I you, know you, exactly, you, and I'm looking you, a little you, bit you deeper. You read any report by 99.9% okay. of the scientists around oh, the world. Oh, no, I'm sure. I'm just yeah. saying that the, the report that you flagged up, it doesn't confirm that, that global warming yeah. is a man-made phenomenon. I picked up on air pollution, but also I understand it's 2,500 jobs, I understand, yeah. Uh, what kind of jobs for a start? I mean, low-paid service jobs? Well, there'll be there'll be jobs. There's going to be two and a half thousand new jobs. And also, surely these people will be better employed in expansion of public transport, i.e. much more sustainable transport, i.e. trains and buses, etc. Also, you could have a big expansion of nursing doctors in this country. That's the kind of job. Well, yeah, but hang on want. a second. Yes, well, it and is. But the people expansion in green, no, in Paul, green technology Paul, as well. Paul, the, the people, let, let's, with the greatest of respect, the people that will be going for these new two and a half thousand jobs probably aren't doctor and nurse material no but they could they could be employed in other forms of the public sector well they could be they could be employed here and they could be better paid for, for so, a start so well that's a different argument and so, also another argument i'd like to come to is that several years ago uh, air traffic controllers in northern france warned about the, the, the overcrowding in the skies in yeah. southern england northern france and the, the serious threat yeah. of an aircraft collision this risk can only it's not happened though has it though Sorry? Is it several years ago, and it's, it's not no, happening. No, no, so. no, no, I say just a few years back. Okay, and also, so there, has no. been, there has been cases of near misses, and this is liable to increase. The more flights never... up there, the more risk of aircraft Paul, collision. do you never fly abroad? Yes, I do. Well, then yes. what's your beef? You're using no, the aeroplanes. No, 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 I'm not. I, I'm, what, what I'm saying is, if we, we look at flying generally, yeah. I mean, surely there should be I a I want ban. more cheaper flights, please. Yeah. No, no, we need a ban. More on choice and cheaper flights. We need flights. a ban on domestic flights. We need a ban on domestic no, flights. No, don't. I'm flying to Scotland in April. There's no reason why people can't travel by train. No, it takes too long. It's too Britain. expensive. I'm flying to... To fly to to, to... to get the train to Edinburgh, it takes about five hours. What's, what? And in, and no, it, it takes four and a half hours, actually, to oh, Edinburgh. Okay. Okay. It takes about better. it's a little it's four hours forty two minutes if and we're going to argue. It's a comfortable journey, and it's really expensive. It, it was a couple of hundred well, quid. The idea, there should be coordination public transport. It was a couple of hundred so quid Paul, the to on, fly on the to fly to Edinburgh, one hour forty minutes. Yeah, but eighty five pounds return. You've got Boom! I love that. Hold on, you have to get to the airport. Don't forget. Uh, yeah, I know. You have to get to the, you have to get to the train station, Paul. City centre. <laughs> you have to get to the train station as yeah, well. City centre, the city centre. If you fly from, yeah, hire a, I'm going to hire a car. I'm going to hire a big, a big um, Hummer. Uh, uh, when I get to Edinburgh Airport, I'm going to cruise around Edinburgh in this massive four-wheel drive. Yeah. Okay. Well, I understand you've got children, Ian. That's correct, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, go on. Yeah. Well, as the as the, uh, there's more and more fossil fuel burning. Yeah, in, uh, we in, don't know that on for our sure. Plan. Now, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. I mean, this is serious because yeah. scientists are saying that seventy percent 
of fossil fuels should be left in the ground because global warming is so serious now. Paul, Paul listen, no, I'm, I, listen, I'm going to have to end it, but just, just again, the report yeah. that you directed me to, it does not say that global warming is a direct result of, of what we are doing. It doesn't say that. It says it's happening. It says it's a natural phenomenon. Some global warming is natural, but... It but says in this report well, that global warming is a natural phenomenon. You're, you're, you're an intelligent man. If you, if you keep burning carbon, carbon warms... And if you warm the Paul, planet, Paul, uh, listen, it will be I don't, a disaster. Paul, you're, a, you're not a scientist. I'm not a scientist. I'll leave no, it to the scientists. And, uh, uh, because that report you directed me to does not confirm that global warming is a man-made phenomenon. And it, it, the report that you highlighted, and luckily I'd, I'd read some of it. So, Paul, thank you very much indeed. 08459 455 555 is the uh, telephone number. Now, Hertfordshire Fire and Rescue have announced they won't be responding to automatic alarms between 9 and 5 from now on. They're fed up of turning up only to find the alarm's been triggered by accident. We can talk now to Hertfordshire's Deputy Chief Fire Officer, John Mills. Morning, John. Morning. John, why are you changing your response policy? Well, it's always been a, a long bugbear about false alarms from automatic fire alarm systems. Um, we're only changing it for those places where we feel people can actually do something about it. So we'll continue to attend care homes, hospitals, schools. It's really the offices and shops mm. that we really want them to uh, take an interest in their system. How much time and money does it waste, do you think? Well, we attend about 1,300 calls a year that we think we don't need to attend. Gosh. That's, that's, that's a significant amount of time, isn't it? Yeah, it is. Yeah. Is there any... Because, uh, I, listen, I, I had a fire alarm when I moved into my new house. I couldn't stop the blooming thing. The fire brigade came round three times. It was awful. They were wonderful. But on the third one, I said, look, should I, am I, should I pay you for this? And I would have been quite happy to pay for wasting their time. Is there any way you could introduce something like that? Yeah, well, recent legislation actually enables us to uh, levy a charge where we feel that's appropriate. Obviously, we're going to exercise a, a deal of discretion. Mm. But where we feel as though people can and should be doing something with their alarm, system, yes, we will start levying a charge. What, what, and how much would that charge be, roughly? Any ideas? At the moment, it's, um, we're planning to just over £500, but as I say, that will be a discretionary charge, mm. and it'll only be after we've attended on three previous occasions. See, that sounds, that sounds alright to me. That if, if, if you've done it, you know, two, three, four times, and, and it's because your alarm keeps going off, or it's broken, or there's a, a dodgy connection, that sounds fine to me, to I, charge for that. I, yeah, I'm not sure people will... Um, welcome a £500 bill on their doormat but actually what we want to do is work with owners occupiers to actually improve their systems it'll reduce the burden on the fire and rescue service mm. it'll improve things for the for the taxpayer and actually some of this stuff is getting in the way of the other business that we're trying to do well what can people do john do you think it, for example we might get more sprinkler systems installed well, well some of it is as simple as actually just maintaining your existing system sometimes it's about flies and bugs and dust inside the smoke detectors that oh. actually cause the alarm. So some, some of the, uh, the, the, the ways to improve things are very, very simple indeed, to be honest. John, listen, I, I, I think you'll do a cracking job and I wish you the best of luck with making better uses of your resources. OK, thanks. Thank you very much indeed. Hertfordshire's Deputy Chief Fire Officer, John Mills. I don't think anyone could object. If they get called out three, four times and it's a false alarm... We'll send the company a bill. Say it happened to me. Three times they came round in the space of a couple of weeks. I was so embarrassed. So embarrassed. And I said, look, if you get an alarm from this building, don't come. They said, we have to. We have to. And I offered to pay. It's embarrassing. And it's a waste of their time. They've got much better things to do. 08459 455 555. BBC Three Counties Radio. Here's the travel with Alice. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. 
the M25 anti-clockwise, very slow between Junction 21 for the M1 and 16 for the M40. The M1 London bound still looking heavy around the Toddington services. Also, the M40 northbound is queuing from the Denham roundabout to the M25. On the speed sensors, the A5 extremely busy southbound between Houghton Regis and Dunstable. Also looking on the sensors, all the routes heading into the centre of St Albans look quite congested at the moment. Hemel Hempstead Road and the Harpenden Road both heavy. Uh, public transport has no reported problems. I'm Alice Glossop, BBC Three Counties Radio. Alice. Yes. Can I ask you a personal question? Go for it. How tall are you? I'm five foot four. Gosh, everybody's mouths have... Pick, pick up your, your chins, ladies and gentlemen. Everyone's... So you, you couldn't even possibly go out with a shorter man, could you? <laughs> That's not true, <laughs> but I don't know. Have you? Would you? Um, probably not. It's not right, is it? Women should be shorter than the men. I don't know if should is the right word. It works for Jamie Cullum and Sophie Dahl. It does. Someone is, I'm going to retweet a picture. Someone has sent me... This, this, I don't know if this picture's been doctored, but um, <laughs> the, the lady who used to go out with Tom Cruise uh, and Tom Cruise... What was her name? Um, Katie Holmes. Katie Holmes. She was massive compared to him. I oh, really? Yeah, I'm going to retweet it. He used to it. wear quite high shoes, though, didn't he, as well? Yeah, he, he, he did. He used to wear uh, man-makers, blocker boots. Uh, Alice, thank you very much. At Ian Lee, if you want to see that picture, let's get the news now. Here's Lee. Across beds, hearts and bugs. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. Half past eight, the headlines. EasyJet has agreed a 10-year deal which could see them more than double their size at London Luton Airport. The airline says it would create 2,500 new jobs. There are calls for the Barnfield Federation to give up its academies in Luton. It follows a damning report exposing financial mismanagement at its schools and colleges. Hertfordshire Fire Service says it won't be responding to automatic fire alarms in factories and offices during the daytime. It follows a growing number of call-outs to false alarms. The weather will be dry and bright today with increasing cloud throughout this afternoon. Top temperatures around 7 degrees Celsius. That's 45 degrees Fahrenheit. Three Counties Sports. BBC Three Counties Radio. Racing first and Lewis Hamilton says his new car is the best he's ever driven after winning the Malaysian Grand Prix. His Mercedes teammate Nico Rosberg finished in second place. Our Formula One correspondent James Allen's been assessing the rivalry between the two drivers. They're both at about a similar experience level. Rosberg's been around a little bit longer. They're the same age and they grew up together in karting. Hamilton always beat Rosberg all the way through when they were kids. He is more naturally talented. Rosberg is more of a guy who has to work at it. He's a, he's, he's a guy who's he's very very, very intelligent. And, uh, you know, in all honesty, he isn't as quick as Hamilton, but that doesn't mean he can't get the results. And so it'll be a question of whether it's pure speed or it's pure intelligence that comes out on top. Liverpool are two points clear at the top of the Premier League after beating Tottenham 4-0 at Anfield. The loss means Spurs are now eight points behind Arsenal in fourth. Manager Tim Sherwood admits it'll be a tough ask for his side to make the top four. It's very slim, you know, the chances, but we're just, we've got six games. If we take maximum points, you don't know how... how how close we could actually get but um, now we're uh, on the back of today we look at we look like we're, we're um, a long way away Stevenage remain in the League One relegation zone following their one-all home draw on Saturday Borough's keeper Steve Arnold suffered a knee injury during the warm-up manager Graham Wesley is in a challenging position trying to find a replacement I haven't, I haven't checked the check the rules um, I would suspect that uh, we're going to be looking into the, the youth structure to see what uh, what's available rather than uh, 
rather than going back out into the, the loan market. I don't think there's an emergency uh, situation that's possible, but I, I don't know the answer. In tennis, Novak Djokovic has won the Miami Masters Tennis for a fourth time. And in cricket, England's men take on the Netherlands in the 2020 World Cup at half past ten this morning. BBC Three Counties News and Sport, more at nine o'clock. Call 08459 455 555. BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you to uh, Scott Cooper, who tweeted this picture, which I have retweeted, at Ian Lee, if you want to see it, of uh, Katie Holmes... And uh, Tom Cruise. And she she's massive. I can't look at her. Is this picture doctored in some way? I don't think he's in the distance. She is closer to the camera, but he's not that far away. They, they're getting out of a car. She's got heels on. He looks really annoyed, doesn't he? I mean, he, does, he just comes up to her shoulder. It's like, it's like uh, you know, mummy's taking a little soldier out on a, on a night out. She's doing innocent face. He's doing furious face. You don't know what's going on in the car. She also, her legs are slightly bent, so she's got another inch in her there that she could uh, she can rise to. He's virtually on tippy toe. Yeah, but he's got one foot off the curb, isn't he? He's, he's trying to hop. That up looks there. like that looks like a smooth curb, to be honest. It looks be- like a flat curb. I'm being kind. Look at his look at his heels. Hey, look at the heels. There's some weird mechanism in the heels, isn't there, to make them bigger? Lifts, got, they're called, aren't they? He's got about an inch and a half in those anyway, heels. Anyway, he sues quite a lot, so he's a very, very, oh. very talented man. L- litigious actor and uh, tall man Tom Cruise. What a, what a, what a guy. What a guy. 08459 455 555. Shorter men and taller women. It just doesn't work, does it? It's a weird one. 08459 455 555. Coming up before the end of the show as well, we'll be talking to uh, Justin Dealey, who has been getting uh, examples of your psychic phenomenon, your weird things that have happened. You can give us a call about those as well. Now, big story of the day. EasyJet has agreed a 10-year deal with London Luton Airport, Luton Airport, which could allow it to more than double its presence there. The uh, airline claims the expansion would mean 2,500 new jobs and 5 million extra passengers. Well, at the end of last year, the council, which does have a stake in the airport, approved increasing the number of passengers going through London Luton to 18 million a year at the airport. Now, they now need backing from the Secretary of State, something that uh, Andrew Lamborn from the against Luton expansion hopes won't happen. Andrew, what's your beef? Hi, and well, I think it's natural to say that if you've got an industry that generates a lot of pollution, then you should be very careful about expanding that industry. And of course, noise is a form of pollution. So what we're basically saying is, you know, if you want to go and expand the capacity at, Air- at Luton Airport, if EasyJet wants to add more flights, let's hear about how they plan to mitigate the extra noise that that's going to produce. So, for example, are they going to bring in new, much quieter types of aircraft? And if so, what's the timetable for that? So the noise is your only problem. If they could find a way of of, of improving the noise situation, you'd be happy with this expansion? I think there's there's, uh, noise in itself. Flights generate noise. Yes. When the noise is generated. So, for example, are they going to add more flights very early in the morning or very late at night? Because people around an airport need to sleep and as we all know yes. Luton Airport is, is tucked in right close to the town and the people of South Luton the people of Breachwood Green get the aircraft going well, over them. So. Andrew st- stay there because we're joined by uh, Catherine Lynn EasyJet's Group Commercial Director I'll put that question directly to you Catherine well, what's EasyJet going to do about the noise? Well EasyJet's got a very modern uh, fleet um, our aircraft are um, really uh, 
significantly quieter than um, older aircraft that some airlines fly. And um, yet we appreciate that we're part, very much part of the community um, and we'll work with the airport and the community to make sure that the growth and expansion benefits everybody. We, we've had uh, concerns expressed this morning, Catherine, about uh, night flights. Are you going to increase the number of night flights? Uh, we're not planning to increase night flights um, at all, no. Um, we like to fly when our passengers want to fly, and actually most of them prefer to fly mm. during the day rather than uh, through the night, so no, we're not planning to increase night flights. Andrew, problem solved. No, no plans to increase night flights, and they've got a, a modern um, the, the, the set of aeroplanes. Well, if you're going to do- more than double your capacity, there are going to be more flights, and you can't hide flights. So, you know, let's hear what, what types of aircraft are they going to be bringing in and when, because there are new airframes, there are much quieter engines. Is EasyJet actually going to invest in those over the next five or ten years? Catherine? Yeah, EasyJet's done a great deal with Airbus, and we, we, we t- uh, state, um, take delivery of um, their new generation fleet in 2017 and 18 with new engine technology. Um, but our current fleet is incredibly um, um, efficient um, and um, has very, very low noise footprint. Andrew, if you move near an airport, you know it's going to be noisy, don't you? You you know what to expect, and you know that there will probably, over a period of time, be more and more flights. It's difficult to have sympathy for people that have moved near the airport in the last 10, 15 years, isn't it? If you move near an airport, say, in the last five years, then, yes, it's fair enough you chose to live near an airport. Though, of course, you might have to to get a job. Um, But I think, you know, the track record at Luton is the noise at Luton Airport has been increasing steadily over the last five years. And the airport admits this as well. And what we're trying to do is to work with the airport to, to try and find ways in which that noise footprint can be reduced and to try and bring it under control. Because clearly, you know, living near an airport is one thing, but an ever-increasing noise burden is actually a problem. Is, is noise the only problem, Andrew? Well, as I've said, night flights is another problem. But the final thing which people do find difficult in this area is the crowded transport infrastructure. The roads and the rail services are already crowded. And so, you know, Luton's plans to almost double its passenger capacity are going to have a very significant effect on that. Well, I know from personal experience, because I drive up it every day, Junction 10 of the M1, they are at the very beginning of a huge plan to make that junction uh, easier and have a bigger capacity. But it's a good point, isn't it, Catherine, that Luton does get um, congested at at various points of the day. Is anything being done to, to work on the infrastructure? As part of the uh, planning permission for um, the terminal expansion um, and the airport expansion, of course, we're looking at the access um, into and out of Luton. And as you quite rightly say, we've got the work com- uh, started already on uh, Junction 10A, which is which is great great news when that's uh, completed and finished. Um, and we want to make travel really easy and affordable. We're very excited about our potential to double in size and offer great new business and leisure destinations for the local community and people and, and create jobs in the area. So, yes, we want the, the surface access, the trains and the road access to make it easy for everybody. Um, and that, that, that will be part of the development. Catherine, the, the expansion plans were approved by the council, but they're still subject to approval by the Secretary of State. So uh, are you jumping the gun ever so slightly with this announcement? Uh, n- not at all, no. Uh, um, I mean, we think that uh, the Luton expansion can make a significant difference to the southeast um, um, airport capacity, uh, which is very much needed. Uh, but we have got opportunity um, um, now to grow at Luton and we're planning to grow up to 20% next year. Obviously the planning permission and the £100 million investment by the new concession owners uh, will make a 
massive difference to the customer experience, uh, which I think is important and we'd all welcome. Andrew, final word to you. Are you convinced by what Catherine's had to say? Well, I think basically they're saying, you know, we're a business, we'd like to expand. We'll do what we can, but there is going to be an impact. And I think people living in the area have to take that into account. People thinking of moving to the area have to take that into account. Of course, yeah. And hopefully, you know, what we can do is, is see an engagement by the airlines themselves with the various groups that are trying to get controls in place to improve the noise environment. Andrew, thank you very much. Catherine, thank you. Catherine Lynn, EasyJet's Group Commercial Director, and uh, Andrew Lamborn from the Hertfordshire Against Luton Expansion. What do you think? I'll be honest, I want more cheap flights. I want more choice. And that means that airports are going to have to expand. I have, for an extended period of my life, lived in the flight path of an airport. I moved there knowing it was the flight path of an airport. When we looked at the house, we stood in the garden and we listened to the planes going overhead every three minutes and said, well, can we live with this? We'll give it a go. Don't notice it now. Every now and then you'll notice one. And they're loud. You just don't notice it. You get used to it. I used to live right next to a railway line. And I agree, first three weeks, I hear every single train that went by now. You got your brain kind of tunes out of it. Um, and we're, we're kind of lucky that it had double glazing as well and, and all those things. You didn't notice it so much. And I know you can't do that with some of the, uh, the older homes. But I do think if you've moved into the, the, near an airport in the last 15, 20 years, then tough. You have to expect that that's going to expand and there will be more flights. I have some sympathy for the people that have lived there 50, 60 years, but how many of those are there, really, in the great scheme of things? 08459 455 555. Catherine, we must have some phone calls lined up about special powers, spooky powers, um, coffee phenomenons, phenomenons. I don't know whether we have. I think they might all be dowsing for crystals or whatever I'll, it is I'll stop do. you there. I'll, I'll go to the uh, to Kelly, who's, who's more kind of uh, down with the kids. Kelly, have so, we got any, got any calls about uh, phenomenons? Word. Yeah, we've got one. Let's speak to them. What now? Oh. We've got Trav. Oh. And Wev. And we've got Justin. Can, no, what is, can I just say, I've actually been doing something pretty special this morning and not one of you has picked up on it. What? I've made up a word. Could you not thank me for coming up with phenomenon? Thank you. Hmm don't like it. What do you mean? It's a coffee phenomenon. Coffee phenomenon. No. no. Say it. No one will ever use it. No. We will. I'm going to use it. People who do that to words are silly. No. Say it. No. Kelly, you say it. Coffee phenomenon. Coffee phenomenon. That's exactly my point. Because you're talking about a coffin phenomenon. I'm not going to catch I on. didn't say coffin. You said coffin phenomenon. I said coffin phenomenon. Yeah, that's a coffin phenomenon. No, I said coffin phenomenon. Forget the cough. That's, that's coffee anonymous. That's not even a thing, is it? That's where we mm. should be going. Coffin phenomenon. You say at home in your car, and you're, you're in the kitchen with your, your toddlers. Don't, don't say it. Say Be with us. Coffinomenon. 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 You got it. Coffinomenon. 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 Oh, travel. Coffinomenon. Please. Coffinomenon. Do you know what this reminds me of? Mm. It's Christmas time. La 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 la. It's Christmas time. La 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 la. Coffee-nominant. La 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 la. Where's Kath gone? Oh, she's left. Oh, selfish. Travel news for beds, cards, and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. 
The M25 anti-clockwise, very slow between Junction 21 for the M1 and 16 for the M40. Also the M1 London bound, slow between Junction 10 for Luton and 9 for Redbourne. On the A1M southbound, things struggling between Junction 9 for Letchworth and 7 for Stevenage. And on the speed sensors, the A5 is queuing in both directions around Houghton Regis and Dunstable. At the Clophill roundabout as well, the A6 southbound is queuing. Public transport has no reported problems. I'm Alice Glossop, BBC Three Counties Radio. Where's my heads? Where's my heads? There's my heads. It's 8.46, it's Monday the 31st of March. I'm Ian Lee. What on earth are you doing, Catherine? Stop that immediately. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. EasyJet is planning to double the number of planes it flies out of Luton Airport. Hertfordshire Fire Service says it won't respond to automatic fire alarms at shops and offices during the daytime. And a new inquest begins today into the Hillsborough disaster. Let's get the weather now. Here's Elizabeth Rizzini. Beds, hearts and bucks weather. BBC Three Counties Radio. Good morning. It's a cloudy but a nice mild start to the day. It's going to remain mild for the rest of the day. Not quite as warm as it was at the weekend. Um, there'll be just more in the way of cloud, basically, with the chance of a few light showers at times. And watch out for some rather sandy deposits on the surfaces as well. You might have a rather mucky car by this time tomorrow. We've got some Saharan dust in the atmosphere. The winds are very light. Uh, most places, I think, will stay dry. And there'll be a bit of brightness and hazy sunshine around this afternoon. Uh, top temperatures today, 17 or 18 degrees, 64 in Fahrenheit now for this evening and overnight it's more of the same it's cloudy it's mild a few mist patches particularly towards parts of Buckinghamshire into tomorrow morning and uh, the chance for a few light showers at times as well temperatures in the towns not really dropping out of double figures Tuesday and Wednesday very similar perhaps a little bit more in the way of brightness we're just ca- uh, Elizabeth we're just Elizabeth hello. Uh, hello nice to speak to you this morning how are you I'm all right, thanks. Kelly Betts and I, we've come up with a word and we're just discussing how to spell coffinomenon. Coffee? It's coffee, right, no, it's coffee and phenomenon. So a coffee phenomenon would be known as a coffinomenon. Right, yeah, yeah. How do you spell it? Ah, this is it. We have come up with the spelling. Kelly Betts, tell us please how to spell coffinomenon. C O P H E N. O M E N O N. Coffee nominant. Yeah, Elizabeth? La, 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 la. No, I, I wouldn't spell coffee with, with a P and an H. Well, but it's how would you spell Okay, how would you spell coffee nominant? I'd spell it. I'd I'd, I'd use her end, uh, use Kelly's ending, but I'd so would would I. spell it C O double F. Yeah. So you have C O double F, and you go when you need to. C O double F, double E. Nominon? Yeah, that, that bit. That's crazy spelling, Elizabeth. No, it's not. If you're talking about coffee, why is that? Why is but it's coffee nominon. Oh. Thanks very much. I don't think uh, Elizabeth got it. No, her head's in the clouds. See what I did there? Because she does weather. Did she do the weather? Um. You better let her do the weather. She did do it. Oh. 
You're bad. Every weekday from three, Roberto Peroni. You told 580 gags in one hour. Can I yeah. test you for one minute? I spent the whole year trying to get into classical music. It took the four seasons. Weekdays from three. We heard from Neil earlier on. He claims he was discriminated against and asked to leave a pub because he injected himself in public in full view. Insulin keeps my son alive, OK? If he doesn't inject, he'll die. Roberto Peroni. And I just thank you for the services that you do on here to help people like myself. Weekdays from three on BBC Three Counties Radio. So, exciting times. A new word has been invented. I'm not accepting that word into my dictionary. Right. Why? Well, I don't really know what it's for. What word? What? Coffinonomen. You said it. Thank you. No, coffinonomen. Coffinonomen. You want to know what a coffinonomen is? Yes. Okay. Well, what happened this morning was, is we wanted coffee, do you remember? And I phoned up Justin Mm. and left a message saying... he was already buying it. Buy coffee. He was already buying coffee. That's That's a coffinonomen. Yeah, but that's happened once. We don't need a word. We don't need a catch-all We need need a word, don't we, Just? Hello, boss. Yeah, we've come up with the word coffinonomen. Oh, that's good. It's for a coffee phenomenon. Yes. Because this morning, I... Don't pitch him long words. He shortens everything. Uh, this morning, Justin, I wanted coffee. I phoned you up. I left a very charming, funny message on your phone. Abusive message, message, yes. Yeah. Saying, buy, buy some coffee. But while I was leaving that message, you were already actually buying coffee. Mm. That's a coffee phenomenon. It's a coffee phenomenon. Absolutely. Now, if you get enough people to say that, uh, that word will then be placed into the English dictionary. Did, Did you know that? You need enough people to have it first, and it's just not going to happen. That's why it's a phenomenon. <laughs> it's a coffee phenomenon. it doesn't have to be a special power phenomenon. No. It oh. can be it can be something else. Don't she's only young. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like for example, something else to do with coffee. Now, make me one. That's one. We we've been doing a really really powerful phone in this morning Justin mm. on special powers. How's it going? Well, the thing is, we've had just had so much content, we've been turning callers away. Uh, but yeah, one, yeah. one caller we've not turned away is Derek. Morning, Derek. Morning. Derek, have you had a phenomenon? Well, yeah, you could say that. Yes, you I, could yeah. say it and we will say Please it. Please don't. Um, I was dri- when I worked for a local bus company years ago, and I was driving one bus, it's particularly old, windy and drafted, it was raining outside, it was horrible, and I thought to myself, if no windscreen wipers stopped, I could take the bus back, and they stopped. Oh, blimey. Yep. Was there a coffee? Right, that is nuts. So you, with your psychic powers, you made the the bus break down. Oh, maybe. I often know what my wife's going to say before she says it. Wait, is, is it tidy up that mess, Derek? Usually, yeah. Yeah, usually. <laughs> Derek, excellent stuff. Thank you. And Derek has actually now Derek has taken us to a, a new level of language. We are on the frontier here. A phenomenon doesn't necessarily need to be about coffee. No. It could just true. be something a little bit spooky. Yeah, exactly. Like yeah. A phenomenon. A cough. <laughs> so, it's something like a phenomenon. Something like a phenomenon. Something like a phenomenon. Something like a phenomenon. Did you miss me, Kath? Kath Anonymous. Now, Justin. Yes. <laughs> you've been out and about asking people. <laughs> About their um, special powers, yes. about their, their phenomenons. Yes, absolutely. Did you get a lot of spooky stories? Oh, yes. Yeah. Uh, now, in this piece about special powers, I will prove to you and our listeners across Beds, Hearts and Bucks that I do have special powers. Also, some, some very serious stories in here as well. Ian, here's what happened. Hey, Carl, have you got special powers? I predicted some football scores. Uh, I predicted that Newcastle, when Newcastle were losing 4-0 to Arsenal, I predicted that they'd come back 4-4. You predicted that? Yeah. So wow. You've got the gift, mate. <laughs> okay. Then. You enjoy it? Yeah, yeah. 
Morning, sir. I'm from the BBC. I believe that I've got special powers. Can I do one thing with you? This is the boss. This is the boss. He's the boss. Okay. Yeah. Boss, I'm from the BBC. I've got special powers. Um, you're here on the market this morning. I predict that you've got 15 cabbages in that box. Am I correct? Yeah. Yeah. I am. Yeah, yeah, you are correct. Can you just confirm yeah. that I hadn't looked in that box previously? Yeah, yeah. How does it feel to be in the presence of somebody with a special power? Does it feel good? Yeah, yeah, that's good. Have a good day. Thank you. Now, Margaret, you do have special powers. This is in relation to your son. Tell us what happened. Well, I say I was standing watching him going to work on his little moped some years ago. And my stomach just, you know, gave a jump. And when he got to the traffic lights, a car shot the lights and knocked him off his bike. And he tried to blame my son for doing it. And your son was okay. Yeah. Well, thank God for that. But but you knew, yeah. you yeah. knew at that moment in time, yeah. because of that feeling you got, you'd never yeah. felt it before, you yeah. knew he'd had an accident. Yeah. I- Ian wants to know this morning, sir, lovely tracksuit, by the way, have you got any special powers? Powers? Yeah. No, no, no. You never predicted anything? Or? No, never. Do you believe that people like me have got special powers? Oh, I don't know. Who are you? I don't know who you are. Justin Dealey. And who, I don't know Justin Needle. That's what I'm saying. Justin Needle? Yeah. I can predict things. Yeah, go on, predict me something. Okay, I'm going to predict this lovely tracksuit you're wearing. Where'd you get that tracksuit from, oh, by the way? Years now, you know. Okay, I reckon you're going to take that off later on and go to bed. I probably will sometime today or tonight, yeah. 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 yeah See, I've got special powers, I'm psychic. Yeah, go fair play to you. Thank you very much. <laughs> very good, thanks. Linda, welcome to the club. You've got a special power. Tell us your story, what happened? I know, I was really desperate. And um, I just thought, what am I going to do about the food for the kids? And I looked out my front door and there was a fiver on the grass. So you almost made that money appear because you were in such desperation, you were you were praying, and, and then suddenly the money from nowhere just turns up. Yeah. And another time when I was... I was about 19, yeah. and I had my daughter, she was only a baby then, and um, I was supposed to go out with a load of friends in a car, and um, in the end I said, I can't go because of my little... And uh, the car crashed that night and they all died. Oh! Flipping heck, Joss! There you go. You see, you there, gave there is us the a proof. warning, but I, I yep. wasn't expecting that. There is the proof that people do have special powers for whatever reason. Oh, um, somebody told her that evening not to get into oh, that car. Dear. It's something that she still mm. thinks about on a weekly basis. That is a cough phenomenon and a half, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, that really has. Um, sent shivers down my spine. Mm, horrendous. Elle McPherson says, Sid. She's six foot, stunning, but she's got size 12 feet. Doesn't do it for Sid. <laughs> what's, what's wrong with size 12 feet? Yeah, on if, a woman, though, mate. Oh, come on, if you've got Elle McPherson, who cares about what no, size feet she's it, got? Uh, she's uh, wonderful. That, it would, that would put me off. You'd, you'd be, you know, you'd be helping her, uh, you know, oh, get into, into a more relaxed atmosphere. Then you'd spend 20 minutes taking her shoes off. Hey, look on the bright side, <laughs> OK? Socks, imagine pulling her socks off. <laughs> if you're going to go... Take ages! <laughs> Have you finished taking my sock off? No, I'm only halfway there. You've got size 12 foot long. Can't you, do it. You could borrow her shoes at the weekend, couldn't you? Yeah, you could do, actually. Yeah, trainers for the gym, things like that. Yeah, you've got, you got to think about the positives, not the negatives. Speaking of negatives, why do mm. people listen to this show? Uh, because it's different. Well, no, I tell you what, I'm getting a lot of abuse on the old uh, Facebook today. Yeah, from, you love it. Well, from the usual suspects. You know what that is, though? Why? They're pulling your pigtails. Yeah. Well, there's a little girl at school and boys used to pull my pigtails or ping my means bra. Means they fancy me. Exactly. Yeah, if you can't kiss them, hit them. I don't mean, I don't mean hit them like with a full wallet, but I mean, it's what you used to do. If you, if you fancy the girl, when you're 14, 15, you give her a dead arm. So right. just think of it like that, they're just pinging your bra straps. But it's the same sort of Steve, Steve keeps, Steve slags me off every day. He, he does love it, doesn't he? Mm. And then there's, there's another fella, oh, let me get to get this on Facebook. Hang on a second. This other fella, Jeremy's been, and I, I, I've, I've replied to him saying, all right, 
Jeremy, calm down. You know, it, listening is voluntary. It's not compulsory. I think what you need, boss, is a little arm round you after the programme uh, and maybe a, a breakfast somewhere. Oh, and right. uh, this week I will be eating a saveloy in public. I don't often eat things long, Wowzers. but it's um, for charity. <laughs> Normally insists on putting those things up. Mm. <laughs> well, um, that, that's that's very kind. I need a little mm. arm, Kelly. Can I borrow one of your arms? Of course. Thank you very much indeed. Well, I think Justin Exons. Would you, you, you wouldn't go out with a woman that was taller than you, would you? Uh, well, I think it'll be quite hard to find one that was taller. To be quite honest, well, you're not but, that um, tall, mate. But listen, if you love somebody, you love somebody. Who cares how tall they are? But there are some things that you could, that love. Um, love is blind. Yeah. But you can still feel that someone's taller than you, can't you? Yeah, you can do. But um, one last thought on this. What I would say, Ian, I'm a lover, not a fighter. Bye. Did he just resign? <laughs> when did we start doing Dealey's final thoughts? Please, can we do Dealey's final oh, thoughts? And also, he's, he's still, still there. Dealey? He... Justin. Hi. You t- <laughs> I thought, what? why didn't you just switch off the equipment if you were going to, you know, do a dramatic ending? No, no, but, but a final thought's a final thought. You know, I, I had my, my saying. Stop oh, having oh. another one. Can I, yeah. It was hardly a thought. It was yeah. just some random words you threw out. It was a cliche you were spouting. Country. A cliche. It's true. It's fact. You oh. call the police now to take me away. Right, right, you better go, Justin. Thank you very much indeed. Thank you very much, Catherine and Kelly. Thank you. Yeah. Okay. Oh eight four five nine four double five five double five. It's the phone number, but not for me. That's the number to call if you want to speak to JVS. After the travel with Alice. Travel news for beds, cards, and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. At the Black Cat roundabout, the A1 is queuing heading south from St Neots. Also in Luton, the A6 is heavy in both directions between the centre of town and Birdsfoot Lane. The A5 still queuing in both directions between Halton Regis and Dunstable. And in Hitchin, the A505 and A602 both really struggling as you head towards the centre of town. The M25 anti-clockwise still slow between Junction 20 for Kings Langley and 16 for the M40. Public transport has no reported problems. I'm Alice Glossop, BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you very much, Alice. That's it, that's your lot from me. You can send me an email, ian.lee at bbc.co.uk. JVS is up next until six o'clock Tuesday morning from me and everyone else on the show. Ta ta. Local and vocal across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you, Ian. Good morning. Welcome to the JVS Show. I'm Jonathan Vernon-Smith. It's Monday, it's nine o'clock. And on today's big phone-in, would you mind if the government charged a 